ourselves I can't afford to be here This is small town music This is big town music He's ahead of his time, you know But he can't use it If only he could prove it Well, tomorrow's just a song away A song away A song away Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and joining me tonight, this is his second time, when I haven't seen him since the last time you were here. Oh my god, yeah, it's been a while. Two years. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but he's done a lot in those two years, and um, we're going to talk about it. Uh, that voice you heard was David Wright. Uh, Survivor fans know him from the show Survivor. He's been on twice. A lot of my new listeners came from the David Wright episode, including Aaron Kahn. So uh, thank you for finding us through David Wright. And, um, and David's here. We're going to talk about your second go-round yeah. in Survivor. Exciting. Um, there might be some things David can't answer. So, uh, you know, we'll find out. <laughs> He'll wave me off. I told him to just wave me off, <laughs> and then I would edit that part out. So um, I'm just letting you guys behind the curtain so you know what, uh, what's going to happen here. So uh, what if you ended up not being able to answer any of the questions? Yeah, the rest of the interview, just I just wave one. every single question away. Well, we just talk about music then. <laughs> so, uh, this is the most amount of power I've ever had, by the way, just being able to wave a question away. This is incredible. <laughs> the, uh, the last time David was on, he picked songs that, uh, that made him think about of Survivor, related to Survivor uh, for him in some way. I think that's what we did. And I played songs by the band Survivor. That's yeah. what we did. So I was trying to think, we can't do that again. So uh, since David was on Survivor for the second time, it was his sophomore effort. Tonight, the music will be, we picked uh, songs we love from bands or artists' sophomore album. Yes, and I hope I didn't break any rules here or I don't cheated think, at all. I don't think I did. I didn't investigate. I'm just, <laughs> I'm trusting you. Like there were, a, there was a couple songs I don't know and, but I didn't research it. Believe me, the, the listeners will let us know Great. if we mess it up. But uh, all the songs, I, I think I knew eh, probably seven of your 12 songs, and I, those were, all seemed to be on sophomore efforts. Good, all right. So we'll be good. <laughs> all right. So how long have you been back from the island? Fiji? It's, is it Fiji? Uh, yeah, it is Fiji. Um, yeah, I've been back since July of last year, 2018. You've been back. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah, because well, you Survivor they shoot uh, two episodes, pretty much back to back a mm-hmm. year, and then so the first one that they shoot uh, during the year. We'll, you mean two seasons back to back? Yeah, sorry, okay. yeah, two seasons back to back, and the first one ends up airing in the fall, and then the second one ends up airing the following uh, spring. And then Jeff Probst then can go and live in his castle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's a big commitment though because it's yeah. like fourteen weeks that yeah. everyone who works on Survivors away from their families. Uh, so yeah, but anyway, yeah, I got back uh, over almost a year ago. And when you go on, how long are you away from your family? It's a seven week commitment. Seven week commitment. Yeah. And even it's if you get, time. it is. And even if you get voted out first, you can't come home because then people would know, you know yes. it's like a spoiler, but yeah. So it's, uh, you know, for seven weeks that you're not going to be able to see or talk to your family. And, uh, and that's why you get like all the, the crazy crying at the, like the loved ones visit because, <laughs> you know, people haven't had any yes. contact with anybody that they truly trust. For you know, such a long time, right. and it, it brings out all that emotion. 
See, I don't trust anyone in my family, so I don't know who would come. Oh, I know Pilar. You must trust her. Come on. <laughs> Pilar would be the worst to come visit. She doesn't like to be outside. She doesn't like any anything that goes along with Survivor. It's like, oh, I could never do that. Oh, I don't like the outside either, but I mean, you know, that's the gig. Yeah, I think she'd be fine. I think, I yeah. think, we, I think my daughter Rita would be the one that would come. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, okay, she, yeah. And then I would cry. Yeah, oh, yeah, um, everybody does. It's like, it's so easy. <laughs> now, you didn't, uh, you didn't make it to that challenge this time. No, it's such a bummer. And this time it was going to be my brother. Um, mm-hmm. That's but, what was my question. Who yeah, was it going to be? It's going to be my brother, and uh, he's eight years older. And uh, I think I fell about maybe four days, four or five days shy of the loved one's visit, which uh, is, yeah, such a bummer. But And so he was... Uh, now, the loved one knows that... You're, your family knows. They can't say anything either, right? Yeah, they... Well, they know... Like, yeah, like my brother got a call like, oh, we don't need to... They, we don't need you to get on that plane mm-hmm. after all. But, um, you know, the conceit of this, this last season I was on The Edge of Extinction was that you can win a chance, win a way back into the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's conceivable that you could miss the loved one's visit, but then still... Still be in. Yeah, and, and actually that is what happened. And win. Yeah, and that, that's exactly what happened. So what I'm saying is you sign an NDA, but like... Yeah, like people you know know that you're doing it. Yeah, they sign NDAs as well, though. Like, how far does that stretch out? Yeah, they just like to keep it with anybody that uh, you know is around you immediately. Like, you know, that's a lot of that could be a lot of people. Yeah, for me, that would be a ton of people. (laughs) I mean, it's mainly like your your inner circle just to keep all the spoilers, uh, you know, from getting out. But um, yeah, and and the truth is, it's like. You're motivated not to leak yeah. anything yes, or tell yes. anybody because you it want it to be a surprise. It. it does ruin it, and it's like it's more fun. To- so for a whole year, like like if you had been in the final three, you just you have to sit on that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's tri- that's rough. I mean, even you know the first time I played, I had to sit. It was only for three months. I had yeah. to sit on it, but uh, but I made it all the way to um, final four. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I knew I was going to be in every episode. Uh, that season and uh, but it was just exciting like watching it play out and like oh I forgot that happened uh, and, and so that wasn't I didn't it wasn't I didn't do quite as well this time so but I still I'm, I'm proud of it I don't regret it I had like so much fun it was, and it was a very different experience you get a lot of FaceTime on Survivor though because uh, we think it's uh, my wife and I Pilar think it's because you're a writer and you know how to form these thoughts in your head and you know how to form a sentence and say stuff concisely but entertaining because you're funny, you know uh, what I mean? So you get like, you, you get a lot of time, FaceTime, in my opinion. Yeah, probably to the annoyance of many, but uh, no, I, uh, I, I mean, it's, it's nice being on TV, but, yeah. uh, you know, I just try to like, because um, the, the game is always, has always kind of been the same game. It's evolved in, in some ways, yeah. but for the most part, people go on an island, they vote each other out, and then you pick a winner at the end. And so, you know, I, you just try to, like, describe it in, like, a fresh way and put, mm-hmm. like, a fresh spin on it. And that's, you know, that's what I'm trying to do with, like, those analogies and stuff. But, but um, yeah, but, like, at Tribal Council, you would summarize things, like, and it would be, like, I'm, like, oh, my God, that's perfect. Like, they're not frankenbiting you. you, what you. It always felt like what you were saying was exactly what you said. And, you know, I'm also motivated to, like, say something that, um, you know, is worth something so that yeah. I can be, like, done with Tribal because you don't you don't want to say something that's going to blow up your game or it's mm-hmm. going to betray what your, what the plan is yeah. you know, to the people that shouldn't find out. And so, yeah, so I, you just want to give them some kind of TV so that then <laughs> you know, they can lay off you. <laughs> uh, now my question, I'm going to jump all around with my questions because um, like you just brought up tribal. And so I have a couple questions about tribal after you vote, everyone goes and votes. How long is it between the time 
you guys vote and Jeff tallies the votes and comes back. Are you allowed to say that? Yeah, no, it's it's pretty quick. You it's don't quick. you really don't wait that long. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's only like uh, five or however many uh, ballots there are yeah. on any given night, but like there aren't that many. Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty quick. Uh, and, it, it, but still, you know, it's enough time to worry about like, is it me? <laughs> yes. And, uh, and then, and then you see your name on like the first or second ballot, like, yeah. oh no, that it might be me. And, uh, and twice it was. So. <laughs> and I always imagine, uh, the producers, they're back there, they have the ballots and they, they have to figure out what the best way to arrange them for the most <laughs> drama. You know what I mean? Right. It's right. A, Cause otherwise Jeff would just bring it out and just pull them out willy-nilly he doesn't do that they're arranged in a specific order yeah for yeah. drama it seems like i, I you know yeah. anyway but yeah are you guys allowed to talk to the jury when they're there no you're not allowed to talk to the jury um you guys just make eye contact oh you definitely like like yeah you, you can't talk um with the jury you can talk at them in a way like it's good mm-hmm. to name drop jury uh in, a, in a, assuming it's in a positive light mm-hmm. uh because who wants to hear anything bad said about them but um, so that they feel uh, included, and it's gotcha. a way you know. But you can't if you do it too much, then it, it's transparent and, and it loses all the value yeah. that it had. Um, and yeah, they it's it's you know you don't want they don't they don't want to react either. Although it's hard because they're humans, but like they don't want to betray what they're thinking yeah. about the people that are still in the game. So I always love when the when the jury comes on and you see the person that was just most recently voted out, and they come in and they're all spruced up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and then there's the uh, the reunion show where everybody looks a little heavier. They they actually end up just looking like normal people. Except for you, you look the same. No, no, no. I definitely. I I mean, I, I you're lost, not heavier. No, I I mean, I lost. Uh, I actually lost more weight this last time. Really um, on Survivor? Y- How much did you lose? Uh, it was. Um, I think it ended up being fourteen this time. Yeah, and then I think I lost ten the first time. And, the, and then did now. you, then you, and now you're just back to normal. Well, yeah. Well, you know what happened? I, like in the middle of the night, I would like, uh, go downstairs into the kitchen and just make myself like three peanut butter and jelly sandwiches <laughs> right when I got back. I was just eating them every night. And I even weirdly had like a craving for crab and I went out, I, cause that's what I was eating out there. And then I would go to like uh, a crab place and, and so I don't know why I mean, it was a little like, you know. Island PTSD mm-hmm. or something, but uh, yeah, I put all the weight back on and, and probably then some. But you're you're a thin guy. And he, I mean, and you know, everyone wants to be thin, but sometimes when you're skinny, then you, you wish you weren't. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah. think I think you're you've got you're perfect for Survivor because you can lose the weight and then come back and gain it back, but not look heavy like on the uh, yeah on the reunion show. What I really need more than anything is some muscle, so uh, <laughs> that might require too much uh, energy, though. Um. So currently, let's talk about what you're doing currently. Currently, you, because you're a writer in Hollywood, what are you working on right now? And right. Don't, only tell us what you can tell us. Yeah, uh, well, it's kind of crazy. Um, I'm working on uh, this new show called Star Trek Lower Decks. Uh, I signed an NDA, so I can't talk too much about it, but it's, it's, uh, it's a half-hour adult comedy for CBS All Access. Uh, I'm, I'm so, it's animated. I'm so excited. And it's, it's a comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, it's, that's it, interesting. Yeah. It's, I think it's going to be really fresh and it's, it's run by Mike McMahon who, uh, was the showrunner for Rick and Morty mm-hmm. and uh, he's just a brilliant writer and, uh, and I'm a lifelong Star Trek fan going back Perfect. from when I was three years old. Like my dad raised me on mm-hmm. the original series and then I, on my own found the next generation and, and, and on. But, uh, yeah, it's such a thrill. And what's crazy is. Uh, I carpool every day with Cochran from Survivor because he's also writing on it. That's so crazy. Yeah, and uh, and it's crazy because like the reason I even like ever applied to Survivor is because I saw what Cochran did out there, and I'm like, well, if, if he can do it, then maybe I can. 
and uh, and then to find myself yeah in a writer's room uh, on a TV show is just just really so odd. And do you guys have a lot in common other than Survivor? Do you have a... You yeah, know? he got a little offended today because I said uh, I said that, you know, oh. it's weird. We're like when we're driving together, I feel like I'm alone. And he goes, wait, what do you mean by that? I'm like, no, no, no. I mean, I feel like I'm with myself. <laughs> so, it's like a compliment. You feel comfortable. Yeah. And we also came up with a theory that maybe Cochran doesn't actually exist. And he's just sort of like this physical manifestation of my inner thoughts. Uh, but other people interact with him. So that, that theory may have a lot of holes in it. <laughs> um... What was my next thing here? Okay, so the, since the last time you were on Survivor, and since the last time I talked to you on the show, how has your life changed? Like, what did Survivor, what did you find that Survivor gave you internally or externally or, yeah. or, or in your heart, in your soul, whatever? Well, it, like, it really motivated me to like, start living my life a lot more and, and being more social. And, you know, you know I, at first I think I, I was pushing out of my comfort zone too much and I did dial it back, but I found like a happy, uh, medium. Um, and so, yeah, I was just like socializing more and, and, you know, through that I got to meet Leah, uh, my girlfriend, uh, who ended up in the <laughs> reunion show. She, she doesn't love the, uh, the public spotlight and I didn't know that the cameras were going to be on mm-hmm. her that night. Um, but yeah, and it's funny cause she has a twin sister who, uh, I think the camera was on initially and then the camera, the guy's like, where's Leah? Where's Leah? No, no, over there, over there, four seats over there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so it's, it's, my life's, uh, infinitely better having played Survivor. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just, I'm much more comfortable in my own skin. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I used to like, you know, try to project something I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And, and actually, you know, the first couple times I tried, I uh, applied to Survivor, I was like projecting something I wasn't and they never called me. And then as soon as I was just honest with who I am, then I got a call. It's like, oh, okay. I guess you do just have to be yourself. <laughs> Now, I didn't watch the reunion show because the person I wanted to win didn't win. So I, I, it's still on, I still have it on the, on the DVR, but I haven't watched it. So oh. I didn't, I didn't see, I haven't seen oh, your girlfriend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, there, uh, there is a, a clip of her then. Well, yeah, now I'll definitely, I will definitely, <laughs> was she, did she know anything about Survivor when you guys met? Yeah, yeah, she's actually a big Survivor fan and, uh, she, you know, she probably knows the game better than I do. She should actually be on. Maybe if there's like a, a love or a um, blood versus water season again, <laughs> the two of us can uh, be a, a team. But uh, yeah, she knows everything about Survivor, and she was like really helpful in uh, preparing me this this second go around. Like I, my swimming between season one and two, or when I ended season one, uh, my first time, I, I wasn't a great swimmer yeah. still, and so she really uh, vastly helped improve my swimming by like throwing hair ties in a pool and, and, and I would jump out and, and go get them in the deep end. And I remember we went to this hotel. It's like and, a training montage. This is like Rocky. Oh my God. He, totally. <laughs> yeah. Well, we went to this one hotel in Beverly Hills cause they had a rooftop pool and she was going to, that was the, our, the first, what was supposed to be the first uh, swimming lesson. But there are all these people just lounging around drinking cocktails <laughs> and no one was in the pool. I'm like, I don't want these people to watch me drown, you know? So, uh, but yeah, we, we found some more uh, private pools and uh, she got me in shape that way. And then I also like made these ridiculous puzzle books that featured every single puzzle ever in the show. That Holy was, crap. that ended up being a giant waste of time, but it, it I had to like pour my like anxiety and nervousness into something yeah. and when I knew I was going to go out there, you know, so that was one way I, I dealt with that, but it was a giant waste of time. All right. Let's play, let, we, let's play a couple songs and then we'll get back into it because uh, I could just keep talking about this and then, and then we don't play any songs. Right. Right. We have to play songs. Of so, course. Hey, I'm excited to play songs. So here we go. Uh, now that's your, that's the order that I have the songs, but you can call out any, any song you want. It doesn't oh. matter. It doesn't matter. You can, so 
Uh, you're the guest, so I'm going to let you go first. What is your your first song? You can tell us why you picked it or anything like that. You know, can I, I with the first one? Can we do "Stranger in a Strange Land" by Leon Russell? Yes, I, we can. I love that song so much, um, and I don't even know a lot of Leon Russell's catalog, but this song just really stays with you. All right, let's hear it. Never heard that song before. Yo, stop! You, ne- are you serious? Oh my god! Yeah, no, that's a not. awesome song. You know, every something about my accent. Whenever I say "Are you serious?" It, Siri always activates on my phone. Like, <laughs> shut that thing off. But. The uh, and that's kind of a, that's kind of a little survivor uh, oriented. Stranger in a strange land, like yeah. You know what I mean, well, even the beginning, like when he's talking about like how many days has been since I was born and, and until I die, and I, I think I think about that way too much, and that's I think what draw me, drew me to Survivor is this idea about being able to cheat death, mm-hmm. and so yeah, stra- and and of course yeah, in a strange land, a hundred percent. I only think about death when like a, a, like a rock star will die, like someone will die like at the age of sixty seven. I'm like sixty seven. Do I only have twelve years left? Oh, I know totally. And I like I'll like I, I you know when the the in memoriam segments of like the Emmys and the Oscars, I'm always like, oh my god, wait, what did they die of? Like I have to know, and what what do I do to avoid it? And whatever, it's coming for us all. Bad. Yeah, I have one uh, listener of the show, David Gutierrez, and he'll he'll text me all the time. Hey, you you outlived Roy Orbison, or you outlived this person? I'm like, yeah, I don't need to know. That yeah, all the time. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I guess outliving Buddy Holly's okay because that was just a plane sure, crash. Yes. But, you yes. Know? Or Kurt Cobain or Kurt any Cobain. of those. Oh yeah, you're not gonna do any that. of the 27 clubs. We got them by double. Oh my, I was just talking. I, to, I was just talking about Leah uh, about that with Leah the other day. Kurt Cobain, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, Joplin. I think um, he wasn't a singer, but um, James Dean, Jim Morrison, Jim Morrison. Who, yeah, it's it's There's the, a lot. What is it about 27? I don't know. Yeah, it's very odd. We made it. Yeah, we did. <laughs> All right, because I know you're a big Rolling Stones fan. I took my song from their second album, 12 by Five. They didn't even write this song. Can I guess what it is? Sure. Time is on my side. It's perfect when we're talking about uh, death. They, yeah. didn't, they, oh, didn't, they didn't write this one either. No, they didn't. And they did uh, two different versions of it. Um, well, this one's in mono. Okay. Let's hear cool. it. I love that. That's a great song. I, I, that's my favorite band. I mean, uh, I haven't bought my tickets yet for, uh, they're coming to LA 
this year. I haven't bought my tickets yet. Uh, it's always expensive to see the Stones. It's expensive, and I also want it. I want it, like it to be a smaller venue. I think they're at the Rose Bowl. Yeah, I think that's where they're coming. I just I want something smaller. I know it's just not a good concert experience. No, I've I, only seen them once, and it was at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, not great. And no, I, and my apologies if I talked about this the last time it's I was okay. here, but I. I, I spent a bunch of money once to get front row at Staples. Oh, that's worth it. It was unbelievable. I mean, I wouldn't even go again then, David. I know. That's I, mean, what I, I think that's also my hesitation, too. It'll never be as good as that. It's never going to be as good no. as that. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah, and I saw like things in that band I'd never seen before that. I saw like the relationships on stage, mm-hmm. and some were good, some were bad. It was really, really cool. Who? What relationship wasn't good? Well, I mean, spoiler alert, or, and not even a shocker, but Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. I mean, I think you know, they have a love-hate relationship, and basically Keith Richards made a mistake on stage, and Mick Jagger <laughs> turned his back to him, made eyes with the keyboard as Chuck Lavelle, and then Mick just rolled his eyes like, can you believe this guy? Yeah, like, after and all I, these years? Well, I, and I think it's more like, oh my God, we have to go through this at least once every time we play. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it's uh, Keith's sloppy. He it's, is sloppy, it, but that's why he's so great. Yeah, is because like it, you know, the songs are so simple, and if you just play them like what they are, they're boring as hell. But he like he, he'll never play the same riff the same twice. That's mm-hmm. what makes it makes him like such a genius. He's yeah. not even trying to do that. It just sort of happens. But and Mick just has heart surgery or heart. And, yeah, and then you would think that you might go. You know what? Maybe maybe we're done. Yeah, maybe well, we retire. I mean, they're, they're they're still going. Reschedule those dates. Yeah, I mean, if I were them, I'd keep going. Well, what, what a thrill! Yeah. Oh man, probably when they if they stop doing that, then they'll die. Yeah, I mean, once if Keith Richards goes, then they just have to call it quits because it, it just wouldn't be the same. Yeah, they couldn't. Uh, you can't do it without Mick. You can't do it without Keith. No, and Keith would probably say you can't do it without Charlie. But um, I don't know. I feel like you could probably get some other trouble. Yeah, in there. sure. It's Mick and Keith. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sadly. Yeah. But, uh, what was my, when I was asking you if you, did you, now, did you do like some, since the first time you were on Survivor, did you do some like uh, marathons and some uh, Ironman competitions or some stuff like that? Oh, did you, were you embracing stuff like that? Yeah, I was. I was doing a, a lot of Spartan races, which I, I've since dialed back from. Um, what is a Spartan race? You know, it's like an obstacle course. Uh, they're different distances, mm-hmm. but you're basically running up through mountains or, you know, they're all over the state and elsewhere, but um, yeah, I did a bunch of those. You get a medal. Everybody gets a medal. It doesn't matter what place you finish. Uh, and and they, it's sort of gimmicky because everyone like, gets a trophy. Every kid gets a trophy. Yeah, exactly. It's the millennials. It's a millennials race. <laughs> but yeah, you, if you get enough medals, they they build uh, to form a super medal. And of course, it's like you know, for the completest, you're like motivated to make sure you get all the races in. And and Spartan uh, makes all the all this money doing it. But yeah, I, I backed away a little bit from that. But you stuff. did this you, because uh, after Survivor, you wanted to embrace some new experiences and do some more things. Yeah, yeah. Out of your, out of your, out of the box. Totally. And I actually, I've always loved running. Um, in fact, it's been a while really now since I've, I've went on a significant run. I need to like find like a new, a new path. Cause I, I actually moved in with Leah and I haven't found like a good like running area around yeah. there, but yeah, no, I definitely, uh, it got me, it got me out more, uh, having played Survivor and stuff. Uh, so yeah, it's been, uh, it's been great. And you made uh, you made friends both seasons, like people that you consider like real friends, like oh yeah, you hang out with for sure, call yeah. them up, yeah, and it's do yeah, things with hundred percent, yeah. I actually, just saw Chris Hammonds uh, from my first season oh, a week ago. Uh, he was in town. He's actually, I think, uh, spoiler, I think he just got voted out out of the or he lost uh, the Amazing Race with Brett Labelle, who's his teammate, also okay. from Survivor. But anyway, yeah, I still and then Rick Devins this past season, just the greatest guy. Uh, lifelong friend and we had just it, it, it would have been 
I mean, Survivor can be a miserable experience, mm-hmm. but it, 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 if you're around miserable people, then it's infinitely worse. And yeah. he was just awesome. Yeah, he was uh, obviously, he was, that's who I wanted to win. Yeah. I mean, I really, and, but at the same time, I felt that um, Chris Underwood won, correct? That yes, that's right. I felt that what Chris did with the fire kind of seemed fair, too. Well, it was it was a, it, like it was a real catch twenty two for me watching it because I'm like because I was just like okay now Devin's let's win this challenge yeah. and then there's no way you won- if you if you win this fire challenge there's no way you're not winning this all oh yeah and you know sadly yeah no and the yeah. thing is I got so much crap uh, as did the other people that voted for Chris. Um, because he was only in the game for 13 days. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, he... That was the conceit of Extinction Island, though. That's the thing. It's like, And he, like, when he, he... What he did with those 13 days was so much. Like, he he got uh, Rick to give him his idol back. Mm-hmm. He uh, gave up immunity uh, and went to fire. And he also got Lauren to play an idol for him. Yeah. And in addition, it just as a writer, like, his story, it, as you say, it speaks yeah. towards the theme. Like, to go all the way to the edge and then come back and win. I just thought, you know... And you, I forget, you voted for Chris. I did, yeah. How did Gavin get any votes? I mean, Gavin was like playing his game. It was more subtle and less flashy. And, and some people... When you say more subtle, you mean <laughs> not at all? Well, That's from me, not from David. <laughs> I couldn't believe he got any votes. I'm like, he's getting votes. I was like nervous. I mean, the thing is, if you want to get to the end, you do kind of have to keep your head down. But then you run into the problem, like, well, how are you going to get those votes? Like, what yeah. did you do? And, yeah. and, and I think he was trying to navigate that. But The other catch-22 is... Um, you go to Extinction Island, so you're not in the game, so you're not dealing, you don't have to do challenges every couple of days, you don't have to do all that, you're just on that island, but you're also over there and there's nothing, there's nothing over there. There was nothing, and like, I, all I did was just... How, how much tic-tac-toe gets played on the sand? No tic-tac-toe, but we, I tell you what, we played a lot of chess, we made uh, a chess set with oh, seashells, and it was so confusing, because it's like, Why wait, don't we see that? Why don't, why don't we see that for a second? You know, maybe for a second would be good, but yeah, how long can you stare at a chessboard with <laughs> shells on it? But, uh, but yeah, but you'd forget, like, oh, is this a bishop? I don't remember what this is, and it's like, I can't tell if I'm winning or not. Uh, so yeah, I just did like a lot of crabbing yeah. and I also would like take uh, charcoal from the fire and, and uh, with like an, an advantage that I'd found uh, earlier, just keep, like I would write down uh, restaurants in LA that I wanted to get, go to when I got back <laughs> with Leah. Just to keep your mind. Y- yeah. And just kind of fantasize about like, you know, cause you're just, it's, it's a miserable experience out there. I love it to death, but it's miserable. Extinction you know. Island. Like for me, I would, is, is how much sleeping is going on? At it's Extinction Island. Yeah. You're on Island hour. So when the sun goes down, you hit the sand to sleep. And then as it starts to come up, you wake up. So it's like 12 hours of sleep. Yeah. But you, you know, it, it, this was the um, colder part of the year mm-hmm. in Fiji. It's their winter, even though it was like more summer for us and uh i you know i i would like uh, wake up like five times in the middle of the night freezing, freezing. and shaking and we would like cover ourselves with like a, a like a tattered sail that was you know part of the ship <laughs> uh anyway it was, it's, it was see, awful this is the these are the aspects of the game that we don't see as much anymore we yeah. don't see like getting water used to be like a major thing. We don't really see you guys going to get water anymore. Yeah, and are, are you given water now, or do I you mean, still have to go get it? There, there, there's a well that you have to go get it, but that's usually pretty close to camp. What was far on the edge because they, you know, it was just so much harder. Mm. You had to go. I feel like at least a mile, uh, and it was. I sound like I'm doing a bit here, but like <laughs> like uphill both ways, both right? Ways. But no, you had to go like up this mountain and to get it, and you're like you're so depleted calorically that like 
just every step just takes so much out of you. Oh my God. And you'd get up there and just be a little bit of rice that you had to make last for the morning for breakfast and then for dinner later that night. It was, yeah, it just wasn't enough. But they know nutrition-wise, this is the bare minimum that these people can have to have to live. Well, I would say it's not even enough for that because like every day you, you weigh less. <laughs> so it's like at a certain point, you're just going to not exist anymore. Yeah. Now from working in reality television, I know that they can edit people to, to be nicer than they are or be meaner than they are, or, you know, more miserable than they are. It was what we saw on TV of Reem, was that really Reem? It was Reem, uh, presented in an authentic way to the viewer. Well, that's funny because, like, I my sense of Reem may not match what people's sure. sense of her from just watching the right, show. Exactly. So, what is your sense of Reem just from watching? I, I well, I didn't like her at all. I'm just like, oh, oh, she's, like, like I just wanted to say, oh, shut up, Reem. She's actually great. I love <laughs> okay. her. I, I, I then see, then then I don't think the, we we did see a proper representation of Reem. Well, it's hard. Well, I mean, like you know, uh, she would like one day help me uh, go crabbing, and she was just like kind of freaked out by the crabs and was like screaming mm-hmm. at them, and they were like running away under rocks and stuff. So obviously that was like what's like, harder to catch the crabs when that's happening. But she is like the the best parts about her are kind of what got her voted out because mm-hmm. she's very motherly and very okay. caring and like because it, motherly can also come off as a being a know-it-all to a to younger people yeah or or also you know like nobody like when you're an adult like you know you just want to like mm-hmm. do your own thing right yeah, yeah, yeah. um even though i i think like a lot of like uh people that go on reality tv shows are just kind of like adult children you know mm-hmm. I, and i wish i could exclude myself from that but i, I probably can't uh but yeah, I mean, so Reem is just like very, she's caring. And what I, what's really refreshing about her is like, if, if, she, if there's something on her mind, she'll just let you know. All right. Like you'll never not know where you stand. All right. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> that's refreshing. But when you do, when you're like that, that does put a target on you. Sure. Pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's best to, um, you know, not say the wrong thing. It's yeah. so easy to piss people off in that game. Uh, were any of you, when you were on Extinction Island, were any of the group that, never raised the white flag was there ever a day where you guys were like i, I might i'm i might have to pull that up yeah I, I, I might have to raise it i would have to be dying to pull that i was never <laughs> gonna pull i mean like it's just not worth coming yeah. out there to then you know give up i said no there's no way i would pull that thing and who were the two people that that did pull it up it was keith and wendy do they do they have re- i didn't because again i didn't watch reunion. Do they have regrets about that or were they fine with it uh you know i don't think they do um you know, I, I, I mean, because they're the only two that left out of everyone. Yeah. Everyone else was there. Yeah. To, you know, it's so crazy. Like, uh, Wendy's name, when she first introduced herself to me, I thought she said her name was Big Wendy, like, <laughs> like a fart. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, tried to like make sure I was hearing it right. Big Wendy. Yeah. Yeah. Big Wendy. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Big Wendy. <laughs> and then, no, it's Wendy. And she had like a Wendy necklace around her neck, which I don't know why, uh, that didn't help me figure <laughs> no. it out. But, uh, yeah, no, they um they they pulled it, and you know they were they were there. They got there a lot earlier than I did, so I understand like the temptation. Yeah. Um, especially you know, uh, it's like if you know, there are very few people there, and once you know one person's gonna leave, it sort of like frees you up a little bit. Yeah. Well, if you're gonna go, I guess I can go too. But but there were yeah, there was no way I was ever gonna pull that thing. No. Even if I got even if like, and that's the, the amazing thing about Reem. She got there, showed up on night three, yes, and she stayed all the way to the end. That's rough, tough, tough as nails. She's the toughest one that was out there. Um, and you could you could never pull anyone that's come back for their second time. You can't wait, raise that flag. You lose all your street cred. 
Yeah, you know I, what I mean, mean, right, right. I, I think uh, it, I don't even really care about the street cred. I would just kind of hate myself. Like I wouldn't be. I, yeah, you would regret that. That I would be a regret. Because then you'd be like, well, maybe I would have gotten back in the game. You know, we know I now I wouldn't have. But <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's do some. Uh, let's do. Uh, we'll both do two songs, and then we'll get back to talking oh, great. about Survivor and David Wright's life, the life of David Wright. <laughs> What's your next tune? Uh, could we do your song by Elton John? Of course. Did you see Rocket Man? I did. I loved oh Rocket Man. Oh my God, Man. I love it so Wasn't much. Wasn't it great? It's fantastic. Because you know what, by the way, I, it's the same director, but I didn't like Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, I had a lot of problems with Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody. I, I did enjoy it, but uh, but it's very it's flawed. Yeah. But the things that I didn't like in Bohemian Rhapsody were also in this movie, but yet I didn't mind them in, in Rocket Man because they immediately let you know that this is a musical fantasy. Yeah. And so you can forgive I think that's stuff. it. That's the yeah. difference. That that's I guess difference. why maybe I forgave it yeah. for that. Yeah. Because like when they would play songs, Queen songs, out of the time period, that was driving me crazy. <laughs> but when they would do it in, the, in Rocket Man, what they would do, if they took a song from the 90s, the, the lyrics... Um, told the story of what was happening to him in the 70s or 80s, it was fine. Yeah, and I, I think, love it. I also think there is, and El, the your, or sorry, Rocket Man went here, but I think there's a, a more interesting story to be told about Freddie Mercury than what we saw on screen, like with who he was and what he was going through. Well, the, and if you think about it, um, Bohemian Rhapsody made way more money in its first weekend because it's, it was PG-13, and yeah. so more people go to see it. But it was also P, PG-13 debauchery, yeah. whereas Rocket Man's, R-rated debauchery. Right, so, right, yeah. But, so, uh, you want to tell us what this song is? Yeah, your this? song, uh, Elton John, and, uh, yeah, this is off his second album. Unbelievable that a song like this is on your second album. Yeah, unless I'm wrong. You let me know. No, it is, it is. <laughs> Empty Sky is the first album. Never get sick of this song. That's so good. It's a little bit funny This feeling inside not one of those who can easily hide I don't have much money But boy, if I did I'd buy a big house where we both could live If I was a sculptor <laughs> But then again, no or a man who makes potions in a traveling show I know it's not much, but it's the best I can do My gift is my song and this one's for you I don't know when to fade it down because I, I just get caught up in I it I get, yeah, totally I'm just going to fade it down here which, you know, that, one more thing to say about uh, Rocket Man. I think Rocket Man, that movie, makes Elton John way more likable than he actually is, yes. or seemingly anyway. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a diva. Yeah, exactly. He, he admits that he's a diva. Yeah. Um, and he saw a little bit of that, but whatever. I, uh, I changed up my order to play uh, an artist, uh, you know, that was, uh, you know, he's, he's of the same ilk as Elton John. But but also not. It's Rod Stewart. Oh, I love Rod Stewart. And this is from his second album. It's the title track from Gasoline Alley. So good. I think I know now what's making me sad. It's a unit for my whole backyard. I 
If you if you haven't read Rod Stewart's um, autobiography, I recommend it. I read uh, I read Pete Townsend's autobiography back to back with Rod's, and Pete is such a miserable person. Yeah, and Rod is like it was always just fun and games. Yeah, even when he was on his fourth wife or fifth, he's like, oh, you know, this again, but okay, and yeah, we're still doing this. I mean, what's not to have to be? Well, yeah, when he was in the faces, I mean, they were yeah. like the ultimate. Drinking, partying yes. band, and, and in fact, I think on guitar that might be Ron Wood on that on Gasoline Alley. I think you're right. Yeah, he also addresses all of the uh, urban legend rumors oh, about him. Yeah, the stomach stuff. The stomach, all, every, yeah. he, he mentions every one. Yeah, and it's it's so refreshing. All true. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. All right, what's your next song? Uh, how about the Rat by the Walkman? All right, I've never heard of the Walkman. This is like the, the one album of theirs I like. The rest I don't like as much. All right. This is The Rat. I like that song a lot. I've never heard this before. Yeah, I love it a lot too. It's like, as a teenager, I would have loved it, but and I, but I loved it when I was like thirty-one or thirty-two, I think, when it came out. It came but, out in two thousand four. Okay, so I would have been thirty. Yeah. All right, you're giving your age. That's okay. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, let me go with my it's out next, there anyhow. My next, uh, I'll play uh, a this song is from two thousand six. This is from the Killers' second album, Sam's oh, Town. This this might be my favorite killer song. I just love When You Were Young. Oh, yeah. It'll play. There we go. All right, I got a question that was just texted to me on my phone. Is this? We're not live, are we? <laughs> no, we're not live. Okay. But uh, but uh, this is from uh, this is from super fan Aaron Khan. Oh, I know Aaron. Hey, Aaron. And um, uh, so I, uh, I I I I texted him and said, "Hey, if you have any questions for David, now would be the time." Cool. <laughs> and this is a good one. Uh, he sent me a couple, but I'm going to go with the first one because this is good. Uh, from what was shown on the season, David's closest ally was Rick. In his first season, it was Ken. How would you compare and or contrast them as allies? Like, did David see anything in Rick that reminded him of Ken? 
Oh, that's in, that's a great question. Yeah, okay. that's a really good question. I'm just like, did you have food? <laughs> what, what was there sand in your butt? No, it's there are similarities and there are differences. The similarity, the things that I, I found the same in the two of them, what was the loyalty? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, people are going to probably laugh at that because Ken ended up cutting my throat at the end. But like, uh, but for the majority of the game, uh, I had such loyalty and trust with Ken, which I I had in Rick. Um, Deeper and stronger with Rick because I, I knew Rick and I could disagree on a vote and, and still come back together. Um, and I and and we also the difference like Ken and I play the game very differently. Um, Ken's more about you know kind of being a provider and and um, and and Rick is more about like I think I am uh, you know more of the gameplay the the strategy um, you know looking for idols playing idols looking for advantages all, all that. All that fun stuff that like drew me to the game in the first place, and Ken was drawn more towards like kind of the living off the grid of it all. So, yeah. but anyway, that's a, that's a great question. Good question, Aaron. Um, how does someone make an idol out there? Like, I'm like, would they go to Michaels and get some uh, paint and some? <laughs> I mean, that's amazing when these people like. First of all, I'm like, how do you get away from the tribe long enough to put this thing together, and then it looks legit? That's yeah. crazy to me. I mean, that's the hardest thing is, is getting away without anybody uh, finding you. When I did it, I, I did it um, at, at night, um, late in the morning, late at night, and I did it like two nights in a row. And uh, but it's dark. How do you even see what you're doing? No, that sucked. Yeah, I I, uh, I stole uh, some fire from the the regular campfire, <laughs> and I brought it to another part of the jungle and, and built a, a larger fire there, and and uh, it just built it. And, and look, and then you start looking like, oh no, the sun's coming up. And I woke up the first time, and I was covered in paint that I'd used mm-hmm. on the idol. And it's like, oh no! And I think I said this before, but I was like Lady Macbeth, like trying to you know get all the all the blood off my hands. And um, but yeah, and then you know you get um, as far as the paint, you get paint at the merge to to make a tribe flag. So okay. that's there for the taking. But uh, yeah, it's it's hard. This, uh, this was not one of the questions I had written down, but it reminded me of something when I was watching this season. You seemed like you were filthy, like yeah. filthier than other people. Like they would come and I would go, what, what is David into? He's filthy. His hands are filthy. His face is filthy. And some of the people looked like, hey, we're ready to walk down the runway. What? I mean, yeah, it's, what happened? It's really frustrating. I'm starting to think it might be me because... Uh, yeah, you're very presentable tonight. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> no, like the both seasons, uh, there are people that look way cleaner than I am, and I, I think it's just because I didn't really bother bathing. Um, it's just sort of I don't know what it says about me. Probably nothing good. But would some people get in the ocean and like scrub with sand and everything? Yeah, and okay. I just always wanted to be around uh, people at camp, yeah. and especially as a returnee, because I had such a big target on my back. But yeah, I, I definitely could have washed my face a lot more yeah. than I did. And, and my underwear is disgusting. People are talking about my underwear online. <laughs> like, oh, look at that filthy. I'm like, all right, well, clearly should have bathed and washed more. Now, I have to be honest. When, whenever I watch Survivor and someone returns, in my head, you know, from my couch or the bed, wherever I'm watching, I think, that guy has to go out, has to be voted out first. Yeah. Now, not this season because I wanted you to <laughs> continue. But usually I'm like, no, that guy's got to go first yeah why did you keep them around for the first three days so they can help you with their knowledge of building a shelter and whatever and then you got to cut them loose why why don't those returnees get cut loose i mean you know like for me i i tried to be i said this somewhere else but like i tried to be a yoda Mm -hmm. rather than luke skywalker so i wanted to it's like it's not my turn to be the hero it's your turn you know i can advise you Mm -hmm. and uh 
And yeah, I, I was able to keep a, a target off my back. The other thing too is it's like, if I'm a newbie, the truth is mm-hmm. it's actually smarter to keep the uh, um, returnees around because they'll always be an easy vote, like forever, right? Yeah. Like, so they'll always but, be but when so, you need but them. But they make it till they make it a long time sometimes. Yeah. Even, well, know. unfortunately, it wasn't the case for Aubrey and, and Joe. Like, as soon as Joe went to tribal, yeah. he went home. Um, and that's the thing. It's like, I, I tried to play just humble and just like be a source of comfort for, for people at camp and just find an ally in a newbie like mm-hmm. Rick who I could work with and strategize with. And we see the game so similarly that, that, um, that, that I mean, that's what I advise any returnee if in a mixed season going back. Did Joe have conditioner and mustache wax on the Island? Because he looked incredible when he was, yeah. Every time I saw him, I'm like, what is this guy doing? I know, I know. Yeah, it's it's insane. It's yeah. ridiculous. Like he, his he hair was, was just naturally like clean yeah. and shiny and shimmering. I, I don't. You probably didn't see, but he actually cut it all off uh, at the end of the reunion show. Oh no, I didn't. So see yeah, that now yet. and he looks so different. I'm not like, who is this this foreign person? I can't. I don't recognize him. Uh, when we were watching, uh, Pilar asked me this one night, and then I told her, I go. If David comes back on the show, I'm definitely telling him about this. You were still, you were still in it. You weren't on Extinction Island yet. And Pilar leans over to me and she says, "Who are you rooting for?" And I go, "What?" She goes, "Who are you rooting for?" I go, "David." And she goes, "Oh yeah." Oh my god! It's <laughs> like what the? Heck? Wait, was she not rooting for me? <laughs> <laughs> I think she just, I think she just forgot that you were like, like we would just see you, and it's just like there's David, and yeah. I don't think she thought anything like. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yeah. no, he's competing. He's still in there. Yeah. And yeah. it was just, it cracked me up. No, like, that's hysterical. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, I, had, I had members of my family tell me they were rooting for Rick over me. Like, oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, I, no, you you were my number one, but then Rick, without a doubt, number two. Yeah. Rick's awesome. He's, he's such... He's funny. So much fun to watch. Yeah. And I, I said this, uh, but like, he, he, he like just had a joy about being on the yeah, bottom. Yeah, yeah. That made him fun to watch. Like if he was just so when he was running around and having people chase him and hiding, and yes. I'm like that is so hysterical. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. I said because you know some people can be just miserable out there, and he wasn't going to let that keep him down. Yeah, so. and and it's it's hard to be too miserable in a sense because it's such like when you get a one in twenty chance at a million dollars, and it's just fun. You yeah. know, the parts that are fun are fun. The parts that aren't are clearly not. But, are dismal. Yeah, they are. But uh, and as a parent. Um, he really showed his kids, you know, something extra when yeah. they tuned in and they saw dad and they're like, you're dad, you were so silly. You were, I'm sure they were saying all kinds of stuff. And that well, was smart when you did that. And, you know, you talked about keeping secrets and stuff, uh, about in spoilers, but like when Rick got back, he lied to his kids about where he was going to be. And, uh, it was a surprise when the trailer, the, the preview for our season aired and wow. his kid was learning in that moment that mm. his dad was going to be out there. What did he tell his kid? Mommy and I are getting a divorce. I know. Oh God. Oh, that's dark. <laughs> no, he, uh, I think he said he was hiking the Appalachian trail <laughs> and that he wouldn't be able to get to a cell phone or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, whatever the kids, I think his kid was like four at the time. Right. So it? that kid can't sign an NBA. Yeah, yeah, you no, got to lie to right, him. Right, right. Um, that would be tough though, leaving a, uh, your kid that that's, that's that young. That is hard. Yeah. Um, you said about underwear. Do you only have one pair of underwear there? Yeah. No, you, you just have the clothes on your back. That's How it. come sometimes it seems like people have better clothes than other people have? Who decides what you're, what you're wearing? No, you know, you, uh, you, you put on the clothes, uh, you, you want and then, uh, they, the game starts and it's a clothes on your back. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're smart, hopefully you get, you wear like a jacket. Like I, I did make a mistake with this. Like, can I bring a hoodie? Yeah, you can bring a hoodie. All right. But I made a mistake, uh, 
I, I went I went cheap. I um I, I Leah and I went shopping for my jacket, and uh, I there was this one mm-hmm. that was really thin and and cheap, um and there was this one that was really expensive and thick. And I'm like, well, I'll get the cheap one. And of course, Leah was like advocating for the more expensive, thicker yeah. one because it just makes more sense, smarter, yeah. Warm, and, uh, warmer yeah. at night. Right. And I'm, sure enough, I'm out there freezing in the thin one. I'm like, man, Leah was right. I probably should have gotten the thick one, but yeah. <laughs> um. So you can only, so so one pair of socks, pair of shoes. Yeah. Some people seem to not make a good shoe choice sometimes. Yeah, I mean, well, some people wear those. I don't know what do they call those, like frog feet or whatever. That, that, oh, with the toes. And yeah, the sneakers. yeah, yeah. I've never worn those. I don't yeah. think I would be good at those. But, no. but then also, like you know, when you're in a challenge, like sometimes it's a good idea to like not wear anything at all. I, th- I think that's mm-hmm. the move if you're in the balancing challenge. But uh, yeah, some people's choices are odd. <laughs> you did good in challenges too this year. Uh, you really hung in there really well. Yeah, I was like, once it becomes an individual game, I, I feel like I thrive, but w- in, a, in a team situation, I, I don't like it at all. I'd like to be responsible for myself and myself only. There's a lot of pressure in the team situation, especially, I, I said it the last time you were on, like, uh, the first time you were on, whenever you would, like, step up to do a puzzle, I'm like, no, don't be the one to volunteer for the puzzle. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And we saw how that went. Or if, you, or if you step up and go, yeah, I can throw, I can throw the football through the hole or whatever. And then you can't. Yeah. You're, the team's like, what the fuck? I mean, the problem though is like, yeah, it does. It is bad to like volunteer for something and then whiff, but yeah. also you do have to be able to contribute something to your tribe because yeah, yeah. otherwise we yeah, why are we keeping this person around? Let me ask you another question that I don't know if you can tell, um, say anything so far you've been able to answer everything. Yeah. When it says uh, who will be sitting out this time, oh, you know, uh, Frank will be sitting out. Do you guys decide in advance who's going to sit out or how does that work? Uh, yeah, you do. You, um, I mean, actually, like one person, the same person can't sit out two challenges right, in a row. Right. But you do as a group, um, you know, try to figure out diplomatically as best you can uh, who, who should sit out. Like, yeah. you know, because you... You see what the challenge is, and it's like, well, like you know, if say if it were a, if it was a throwing challenge, like, and I I should sit that one out probably. Right. Um, but, but it must be hard though to to volunteer yourself to sit out because then it looks like you're trying to get a free pass. Yeah, yeah, I I, I don't think people judge you too much for mm-hmm. that. Um, I at least I never have, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure that could be an issue All in right. any given season. All right, uh, let's jump into some music. What uh, what's the next song you want to play? How about Somebody to Love by Jefferson Airplane? Uh, Grace Slick's voice is so good on this. Oh, yeah. When the truth is found to be Okay, in a head-to-head challenge between somebody to love by Jefferson Airplane and somebody to love by Queen, who would you pick? <laughs> I think they're so distinct that it's like apples and oranges. But uh, you got to pick one. Oh man! And the one you pick, you'll never hear the other one again. That's hard. You know what? Like I probably would pick to keep um, Queens only because there are elements of somebody to love by Jefferson Airplane that remind me. Uh, like structurally of, of Jumba Jack Flash. And okay. I love Jumba Jack Flash. So yeah, I probably, I guess I get okay. rid of the one I just played. 
Well, and the, for me, Somebody to Love is one of my favorite Queen yeah, songs. Yeah, it's so amazing. It's just, Freddie's voice is just yeah, out of this world. It is. That one. It was. Uh, okay, uh, I'm going to pick from 1983 from their second album, Cargo. This is Men at Work with It's a Mistake. Nice. I'm gonna get a, uh, another question in here real quick between songs. Uh, so when you when you show up, you got your one pair of underwear. That's a brand new pair of underwear, right? It doesn't have to be, but yeah, I bought a brand new pair. Brand new pair. <laughs> yeah, washed it, ready yeah, to go. And the way I play, it doesn't stay that way for long. <laughs> what kind of what? Uh, who should be the official underwear of Survivor? Who do you? Which? What waistband and leg band? Is it a leg band? Is that what you call it? Oh, some of the, some, it, as far as a brand, the underwear gets saggy sometimes on these people. I just don't think it would matter the brand. I think like yeah, just the, in the elements like that, it's just and not it's holding just, up. Yeah, there's just no. But um, did you feel like you weren't wearing underwear after a, a bit? I was very self conscious about the underwear I was wearing. You I always like you were walking around in your underwear. Yeah, well, like it was like I know I said it got cold at night, but during the day it could it could get kind of hot, and mm-hmm. it was like very uncomfortable to wear long pants. So it was just a matter of being comfortable. Oh but, yeah, you had long pants. You didn't have shorts. No, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I, I I preferred to walk in my underwears for the comfort, but I was like so self conscious that like it, they probably have to pixelate something. Um, and and again, people online talked about it. I blame Wendell who won Ghost Island. Um, because he started, he started wearing like those boxer briefs and sort of the made made them like survivor fashionable, and so and I wore boxers my first time, which looked ridiculous, but at least they didn't have to pixelate anything. Now let me ask you something: Why? Why? How come someone hasn't worn? Do you ever see those pants that unzip into shorts? Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I guess yeah, you could do Would that. Would that be a cheat? Could you do that? I don't know that that's a cheat, but like, are are those warm at all? I feel like I'm going to bring pants. I want them to be warm. Well, I would think during the day you go you're in your shorts, and then at night you zip those things. Yeah, on maybe. Full, all right. Well, if I ever get to play pants. again, maybe I'll bring those. You would go back again. Yeah, I'd go. I mean, if I could say yes, I'd love to say yes. I just it's so much fun. What's the process? They obviously contacted you. Yeah, and yeah. How, oh, you don't need to reach out to them. They know if they want you or not. How quickly did you say yes? Uh, I had to think about it, only because um, did you say that? Did you go, eh, give me, give me a couple weeks. Uh, yeah, I mean, and you got, yeah, I, I had to think about it because, um, yeah, staffing season was coming up. Yeah, yeah. And I was gonna, it was gonna take me out of staffing season. Yep. for Broadcast shows, and it was like a, it's like it's, you know that's a lot to give up. You know that yeah. could turn into a year of work. I'm giving up. Um, but so yeah, I had, to, I had to think long and hard about it. This you probably won't be able to answer, but I'll ask it anyway, and then you can wave me off if you can't answer it. When you're asked to come back, is there like an appearance fee offered up to get you back? No, you just get like what you get for the boot. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, every every uh, the, like first place, second place, yeah. third. Obviously, so there's no upfront. It's like David want you to come back. It's a guaranteed thirty grand just to come no, back. No, you just get the no. the money for whatever place you make mm-hmm. or, or reach, um, and uh, the goal being number one. <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, every step of the way, there is a there's a payment of some sort, even if it's it's prize money. Even yeah. if it's your first, even if you're the first one out, there's 
there's a little something for you. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But, but you know, it's like, obviously like I, both times I wanted to win the money. I tried to win the money, mm-hmm. but for me, that experience, it's just, it's really the most fun you can have mm-hmm. because like, it, yes, it's stressful and it's miserable and all those awful things. But at the same time, there's like a lot more stress in the real world. Like, you know, mm-hmm. figuring B- out bills, bills and yeah, like dinners and, yeah. and friends and family and like, all you have to focus on is the game out there. So in a way, it's refreshing. Yeah, and again, you were away from CNN and MSNBC oh my God. and Fox no and all that kidding. stuff. No kidding. No, honestly, that was one of the best things, was getting away from the 24-hour news cycle. Yes. And when I got back, I it took me, I think, a month or, or more before I dived back in because I really enjoyed not knowing anything. Yeah, I, I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah. All right, next song for David is... What do you got? For- oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. that's okay. I just, I, I surprised you. No, all good. Uh, yeah, let's go with uh, Sick of Goodbyes by Sparkle Horse. Never heard of Sparkle Horse. This is from, I assume their second album, if David's playing fairly, <laughs> uh, Good Morning Spider from Yeah, unfortunately, uh, it's really one guy. He's not around anymore. Oh, um, he passed. Yeah, rock a and early. peace yeah. singer of Sparkle Horse. Yeah, was it bad? Did he? Did it was bad. <laughs> uh, one of those. Okay. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, but uh, great, great song. Great yeah, album. Yeah. Uh, my next song is from Warren Zevon. Oh, nice. Off his self-titled Warren Zevon album, but that's actually his second album. Okay, yeah. So this is, uh, and you probably know this best as a Linda Ronstadt song, but this is Poor, Poor, Pitiful Me. Nice. You know what's great? His last appearance on Letterman. I don't know if you ever saw that, but it's on YouTube. I did. I well did. worth a watch. Yeah. Yeah, I have seen that because Letterman was a big fan, and it yeah. was. Uh, that's weird because you know when he was on there, he knew it would be his last appearance. Yeah. Because he's gonna die. Yeah, I do. I feel that so must bad. Have, that Pat. must have been horrific. <laughs> that must have been horrific for you, David, about I know. With death. No, I'm thinking. I'm. I feel like I'm bringing all your listeners down. Nope. All like I keep nope. talking about it, but mm-hmm. yeah, no. His but his last appearance there is just so incredible and worth. You're watching. smiling the whole time. Well, so you know, it's fine. I got to smile through the pain. Um, I love that I'm getting through all my questions, just not in any particular order. But I love it. I'm going to just tell you a couple pet peeves of mine with Survivor. Sure. Uh, my big pet peeve is I hate the person 
who says that they're in control or they're running the game. I'm like, oh. Dude, well, that's the that's the kiss of death when you say that. It's the kiss of death. Yeah, no. Why would you say that? You shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, if you think that, okay. Yeah. Shut up about it. Yeah, and that you know, this this past season people were kind of wearing that on their sleeves and uh it, you know, it got them voted out unfortunately. Yeah, yep. It it will and it does. Um okay. When someone wins a challenge and then Jeff says, okay, you get to pick someone to go along with you. <laughs> I think it's such a dick move if you don't pick the person who was going to come in second. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's such a dick move. Then if he says, and now you get to pick another person, then, you know, then whatever happens, happens. But I'm like, you should always take, even if you hate that person, I think you just, because it's simple. The, the rest of the try, the rest of the people can't be mad if you say, well, I have to take David because he would he was coming in second, so I have to take him. Yeah, I, I would say best to pick your strongest uh, alliance partner um, because that's the person you, you want to piss off the least. Yeah. Um, that, but the truth is, no matter who you pick, it's for a whatever pro- it's reason, a problem. Yeah, everybody's yeah. gonna be mad. Also, when there's those rewards where you get to go and uh, and clean up. I don't know that I would clean up because as soon as you come back, you're, you're just like putting it in their face. Like, yeah, I just got to take a shower or whatever. Yeah, no. And I mean, that, that's why those things are built into the game because yeah. for those very moments. I mean, just, <laughs> well, you obviously would have come back dirty. Yeah, I would have. You would have well. taken a shower and gotten dirty on the boat on the way back. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I won uh, one, uh, one challenge. I won a spa reward and I got clean for that. That was good. Yeah. Why did you show up with a full beard this year? Uh, you know, that was Leah's suggestion. She's like, yeah, where you should have, you're going with your beard. And I mean, you uh, look nice with the beard, but you're going to, you're going to grow a beard anyway. Why yeah. show up? F- Cause if it's that hot, aren't, didn't it make you more hot? Uh, no. I don't mean sexy. I mean, yeah. hot. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll leave that to anybody else to figure <laughs> out. But, uh, no, um, yeah, I, I actually think I look better with a beard and like, uh, and, and it actually, it wasn't that I don't think I don't think it was like that much. Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't like a mountain man. Beard, yeah, but yeah. I was I was surprised. I'm like, oh, I want. Excuse me. Wonder why David showing up with a beard. Yeah, I mean, like people know me as a beard, and I, I just felt like also it, you know, maybe people remember more. Although considering I was going to face newbies, maybe I shouldn't be reminding them who I am. <laughs> um, during the challenges, does Jeff talk nonstop, or is it just edited? No, he's seem- he's talking. He's yeah, talking I mean, nonstop, like color much, commentary. Yeah, and-, and I honestly like. Uh, there's a Ponderosa video I did. Um, you know, those are the videos that, that contestants make uh, after they've been voted out and have yes. no chance of getting back. Yeah, where I, I, you know, I did like a little kind of mock. Why do they call it a Ponderosa video? Uh, that's something that started in Australian outback, and okay. like, oh, they just called it Ponderosa, so that's just what it's called. Okay, and, um, that's where you stay when you get voted out. All and, right. Uh, yeah, I did like a mock challenge where I was playing the role of Jeff Probst and it gave me such appreciation for how hard his job sure. is, but how easy he makes it look because it's, yeah, you're, you're trying to like constantly narrate what's happening in the game. And it's like, well, how do I say something new that I haven't already said yeah. it, anyway? But again, you're stepping into try it once and Jeff's been doing it for how many years now? Yeah. Uh, well, since 2000, May yeah, 2000 I mean, he's just, I mean, is when it premiered. Uh, we were talking about, uh, who could the Rolling Stones replace? Can you replace Jeff Probst? Can they do that show without Jeff Probst? It, it'll make me so. I mean, obviously they can, but like it'll be a less. It'll be less of a show. I he to me represents Survivor, and mm-hmm. I feel like he just shaped it in a way that like yeah. it, 
nobody else in these other versions in other countries have mm. like shaped it. They, a lot of them are just aping what he does because yeah. he does it so well. So yeah, I'll be so sad if he ever like calls it quits. I mean, when when anyone ever talks about Survivor, I go, well, the biggest winner in Survivor is Jeff Probst. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. the biggest winner. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he's just uh, he's got it down. No, he's and he again, it's like it's a very hard job that he makes look easy. Yeah, so especially tribal. I mean, like you know. He's got to be careful not to like blow anybody's games right, off. Right, because he knows everything that's going on. Yeah, exactly. He's watching footage and everything. And I'm just always so impressed, like tribal to tribal, like, wow, he is so freaking good at this job. <laughs> anyway. Uh, when it's in the moment and you're in a challenge, what's harder? What's the hardest thing to do for you? A physical challenge or a puzzle? Um, well, if it's a physical challenge, that's a balancing challenge. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's my preference. I prefer mm -hmm. those. Um, the puzzle challenges, like I get in my head a little bit mm -hmm. and then I just start like moving things for no reason. Like, you know, and what you really need to do is just take a, a step back and take a breath. Um, so I just get in my head with the puzzle challenges. I much prefer the balancing ones, endurance. Yeah. When I watch at home, like I like puzzles. I think I'm good at puzzles, but when I watch at home, I'm like, okay, I could definitely, I think I could definitely physically get to the puzzle. But then when I get to the puzzle for me, I think that would be like, oh, cause then you start people working beside oh, that's you and, it. They're, and they're doing it and you're like, what the fuck? And you just have to tune those people out and it's yeah. impossible. And again, yeah. like you said, Jeff's narrating the whole time, mm -hmm. like David falling behind. You're like, okay. <laughs> um, some of those puzzles where you have to build up. Would you be allowed to build it flat on the ground and then sit it up? No, no. You can't yeah, do you that. Gotta, right, yeah, which right. makes it harder, obviously. But, yes. but that's partly, I think, also for the TV of it all. Like, it, it's harder to capture what's going on if yeah. you're doing it on the ground. There must be a lot of stuff that they tell you before the puzzle that they're not telling us. They just say, you're going to do this, you're going to do that, you're going to jump over this, you're going to do this, and then you're gonna, you are gonna have all these pieces, you're going to put this puzzle together. But yeah. There I must mean, be some rules, yeah. things that you can't do. So I mean, sometimes you, you don't know, and then you make a mistake and, mm -hmm. and like, uh, you know, get off that platform or whatever. Uh, but yeah, it's, um, it's it, you kind of know, too, because mm -hmm. the show's been around forever, like, uh, oh, yeah, I've seen it done this way. I guess I do it that yeah. way. Yeah. This year we had some people going into bags and looking around. Is that is that allowed? Oh yeah, and I I have no problem with that at all. I think that that's a totally fair move. Mm -hmm. Like the only things I don't uh, think are, are good or, or you know should be on the table uh, is just all the personal stuff that has nothing to do with the game. Yeah, um, and and you know people have broken that. Yeah, and that's that's my own rule. People yeah. have broken that rule like. Dozens of times, season to season to season. But uh, yeah, I think going through someone's stuff because you're looking to see if they mm -hmm. have an advantage. Like, yeah, fine. Uh, just don't hide anything in your bag. Yeah, you should bury it. That's what I used to do. Can you uh, can you take someone's bag and pitch it in the ocean? I, yeah, I guess you could do that. I, I don't <laughs> I don't know what the advantage of that is, but yeah. Well, you know, Russell Hans uh, burned other contestants' socks. Yeah. Okay. See. I mean, yeah. I mean, look. Part of me says, you know, like, what if, what if when everyone was sleeping, you, you took everyone's shoes and threw, well, I guess if you were the only one that had shoes, they'd know. Yeah. And, and actually Wendy this past season, uh, stole the Flint cause she didn't want a yes, chicken to be killed. Yes, yep, and I so we that. went without chicken <laughs> for, here's what you do. You take everyone's shoes, including your own, except for one person, like Kelly Wentworth, you leave her with shoes and people are like, did you take our shoes? No, yeah, yeah. you're the only one that has shoes. What? <laughs> yeah. It's not bad. <laughs> Framing people. I like that. Framing people. Yeah. I like it. Fair. Um, what was something that oh, you might have already answered this, but maybe you have another answer. What was something that happened on Extinction Island that you for sure thought would make it into the show, but would, that we never saw? Oh, you know, I actually thought that my crabbing would be shown. I mean, obviously, it has nothing to do with the game, but I thought that would be shown. 
Um, but I get, I get that, like, you know, how many times can you watch uh, somebody crab or fish or whatever? Did you catch a lot of crabs? I caught dozens of crab, yeah. I love crab. Yeah, me too. And it's the freshest out there, yeah. right? Um, yeah, I would... Uh, and then you just boil them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would boil them. But I was so hungry that I was eating the shells, uh, which you're not supposed to do. But um, <laughs> That's no good. No, it's no good at all. But I would, yeah, I would walk around the entire island. Why don't you just eat a cup full of sand if you're going to eat I know. <laughs> it, honestly, it, got, it almost got to that. Um, but yeah, so I would just eat... Uh, and in the middle of the night, I would sneak off and uh, open up a coconut and eat mm-hmm. that to myself because like... There, you know, I, I just every time I opened up a coconut, somebody would like take it from me, and so yeah, I that I was so hungry. If you were going to eat something that you shouldn't eat, would someone intervene uh, from off camera? Would someone say, hey, don't, "Don't eat that"? No, I mean, like you know, you you um, research like the area before you go out there, so mm-hmm. you know like what you shouldn't eat mm-hmm. or whatever. Like there are poisonous snakes out there, like really poisonous snakes. And did you see a lot of those? I saw all bunch of them and like i thought i was gonna get bit at one point and yeah you can you can kill them and they're edible but they're just highly poisonous so you could end up getting bit and then you're out of the game um but yeah i saw so many of them out there and i was just like wow and there's boas out there Mm -hmm. and and you know they come down from the trees at night uh yeah it's and oh there's so many rats uh joe from this uh Joey Amazing, everybody knows him. Yeah, he he tried to kill a rat one night on the edge when I was there. I'm like, wait, we're not going to eat a rat, are we? <laughs> I wouldn't eat a rat. No, I wouldn't either. Do and, they crawl on you while you're sleeping? Oh yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, and then like you'll be in the middle of the night, you'll be walking, you can just fuck? barely see from the moonlight, and you'll just like see just these like shadows and they're large just like running across and you hear them see they don't show a lot of that anymore on on the show yeah they'll show a bat hanging or some birds yeah the the, um the animals usually seem to serve some sort of like metaphorical purpose depending on what's happening in the game uh but yeah as far as like them running over people they they don't i mean that they could probably show like days and days of footage of that if if they wanted i am not a fan of rats no me neither then how do you how do you get through that i mean you just Tell yourself, like, you know, I signed up for this. This is part of it. Uh, you know, like, I, I don't like spiders and, and yeah. Um, rats are, like, the only thing I don't like. Yeah, rats are hard. I think I could deal with everything else. What about uh, eels? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It, everyone in, 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 at the house, all the girls are bugs. They hate bugs. It doesn't, I don't care how big the bug is, what the bug is. I, it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, I don't like bugs. There aren't a ton of bugs out there, but they're. they're I'd rather bugs than rats. Yeah, me too. I agree with you. I agree with you on that. Yeah. After Survivor's done and everything, are you allowed to? Uh, can you? Can you make additional money off the fame you've achieved on Survivor? Like, can you? Could you book yourself as a, a speaker at a college? Yeah, I just got asked to do a uh, Survivor cruise, which um, uh, in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be a ship of Survivor fans and Survivor players on that it. That sounds great. I don't think I'm going to do it. It sounds horrible. Well, no, it, it sounds great. Would yeah. you be, and you'll be able to take, uh, is it Leah? Yeah, yeah, Leah. Uh, I would love to take her. I don't know. I, I, have, I have to reach out to the, I have to respond to but the But did guy. they pay you to do that? Uh, yeah, that pays. That's, yeah, that's, that's just some private company. Why won't, why won't you do that? Uh, just like, I mean, they, they schedule, it's not really a vacation. Mm-hmm. It, w- it would be work. Like they schedule, like right. they own you for those four days or right. whatever. Me sign headshots yeah. or whatever. Which I've done. I've done that at like at a charity convention yeah. and that's just, you know, you just, you're giving up your time and, and that's great. But, um, yeah, I, I just, uh, I, I, as much as I love being social, that's almost too social. Okay. Uh, so, but who knows, maybe I'm going to end up doing it. I'm just like, 
you know. Oh, there, there's conventions though, right? Uh, Survivor conventions? It's mostly charity events at this point. Okay. Yeah, reality TV charity events. That's right. what they are. Yeah. And so it's it's all the things you're talking about, yeah. signing and, and photos and, and, and then that kind of thing. But, um, I, but I guess my, like, could... But could you like book, I'm, I book my, like you could say, I booked myself at Harvard for an hour Q and A. Would you be allowed to do that? Sure. You own your. Sure. Of course. Self. Yeah. I, I, but like, you know, the truth is like nobody would probably pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like there's just, nobody cares, yeah. you know, like, like as soon as like a, a survivor season ends, everybody, the audience just forgets who the contestants are like. Yeah. They do, it night. does move along pretty quickly. It does. Yeah, and then like. But and when you've been on twice. Yeah, or three well, times or four times. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's true. Yeah. I mean, some some contestants have that. Like I think four times is the current record. Who's the best survivor in the history of Survivor? Who's best the survivor best? in the history of Survivor. I, well, I think you have to give it to Richard Hatch, don't you? Because he's the first. Well, he that figured you figured it out. You make a good point. <laughs> I always say Sandra because she was on twice and won twice. Yeah, that's huge. I have a real problem <laughs> with Rob. Boston Rob or yeah, oh, Boston Rob. Yeah, because. How many times was he on until he won? Four times? I think four, yeah. So anyone that was on once and won is better than Rob. You see what I mean? <laughs> I, you know, except that, like, I don't think you can compare season to season in terms of, like, well, if this person did this well, mm-hmm. then they're better than this person who didn't go as far. Yeah, that's what I do. It's, it's, <laughs> 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 only because, like, the pieces, it's like the people are pieces and the, yeah. and the pieces are changing. So, But yeah. I, I hear what you're saying, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go, let's do some music. What's your next tune? My next tune is "Zombie" by the Cranberries. And now uh, their lead singer has passed. So way to yeah, go, David. Yeah, God, what am I doing? Is anybody on this list alive? <laughs> oh my God. Well, I, let me see on your list. Oh, a couple, <laughs> not many. There's a cu- there's like a couple. There's like four coming up that are mostly gone. dead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. This is "Zombie" from No Need to Argue. If uh, Rick Devins would have gone to the final three, do you think he would have got all the votes? Do you think it would have been a landslide? Um, or do you think uh, some... He th- would have certainly won, whether yes. or not it would have been a landslide or not. I mean, because you know, there's always going to be a little bit of bitterness in a jury. Sure, sure. Uh, so, you know, he, he probably uh, upset some people, but I, he definitely would have won. Yes, like, there's no absolutely. way he does not win if he gets to the end. It was, and everybody uh, knew that. And... Uh, and, you know, he, that, he's one of those players. I'm sure he'll be back if he wants to. Oh, I'm sure he'll be back. Yeah, he should be. I'm, and I think he wants to. I don't... And why not? Yeah. yeah he just so wants to fun. lie to his kid again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the kid will have to sign an NDA this time. He'll yeah. be enough to know. Why are you hiking the Appalachian Trail Didn't again? You just do that, Dad? <laughs> uh, I went with the, my next song is from an album called Kinda Kinks. Oh, great. By the Kinks. And this is also in mono. This is Come On Now. 
mono purist no i used to i used to say oh mono i hate mono but now <laughs> um as they release stuff on cd like especially by the british invasion bands yeah uh i kind of really enjoy it well i mean obviously with the beatles like yeah mono is way better because the mixes the way, are like different. terrible yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i the, mean their mixes are different from the stereo mixes and stuff oh but, yeah i mean the stereo mixes, mixes are terrible yeah. are terrible for the beatles so yeah, yeah i uh yeah I, I i like the mono now yeah that's cool uh, kinks great choice thank you uh, what's next? Which dead person? Are I you know. Play? God. Uh, and, and he is, uh, space oddity by David Bowie. It's a great tune. Rock and peace. David Bowie. It's hard to find a place to, um, pick to drop. In <laughs> yeah. Here. Yeah. I went in the middle. Fine. This is ground control to major tongue. You've really made the grave. This sounds really cool in the headphones. It's like, yeah, it's awesome. It's like two different Bowies in my ear. Yeah. Now it's time to leave the capsule if you This is Major Tom to ground control. I'm stepping through the door. says capsule yeah capsule capsule you know you're reminding me i probably talked about this the first time i was here but something changed uh the first time i played survivor after i got voted out and i put my headphones in and listened to music for the first Mm -hmm. time in 38 days uh it's it sounded like this is the most unbelievable sound in the world i bet and that's what's so weird is i thought that that would happen again because i went 35 days without music and i put the headphones in like Oh no! Yeah, just, no it's yeah. just a one, just a one-time deal. <laughs> How does that happen? What is that about? Is that some something in the brain? Did you Did you ever see David Bowie in concert? No, and I regret it because I love David Bowie. Yeah, yeah. I regret it too. Yeah. Is there a, Is there a band you haven't seen that you can still see? Uh, like like sort of a bucket list band. Sure, mine was Elton John, and I just saw him in February. Oh, very cool. Yeah, cause, I mean that's actually was like, it February? Whatever. It was just when he was here, and this is his last tour, supposedly. Right? Who knows? But. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that doesn't mean, I always tell people, I go, that doesn't mean he's not going to do shows. Yeah. It's just, he's not going to tour. He could do a residency in Vegas again. That's not yeah. a tour. Yeah. You know, but this is his last tour. I think I've seen everybody, like bucket list bands, I think, who are still mm-hmm. living. Like, I never saw the Grateful Dead, and once mm-hmm. Jerry Garcia was gone, there was no yeah. reason, I feel like. But uh, yeah, I think I've seen all the main ones. Yeah. yeah, he was uh, he was my he was my my big one. I would have to actually go through a list now to find out who I haven't seen. Yeah. But, um, uh, well, any shows coming up that you're going to go to? Yes, I'm going to see Paul McCartney next month. And see, that's at a big venue too. I know. But I've I never know. seen. <sighs> I've never seen. Well, that's not true. Uh, I got invited by uh, my friend David Wilde to go watch um, uh, some of the run-throughs for the Grammys once. And, oh, that's cool. And Paul, it was when Paul was singing with uh, Rihanna and and Kanye. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't. But it was still. I'm like, well, I'm still in the room, and there's Paul, and so I that, s- that's it. I never seen a Beatle like 
well, do a concert. Talk about like how it's going to be paler the second time this this uh, you know big stadium time. But like I slept on the sidewalk outside Amoeba Records to see Paul McCartney play there in 2005, I think it was. They're releasing that on, on yes. CD, the yeah, whole I, show. I can't wait. Actually, this is so stupid, but I remember. So why would you, if you saw that, Dodger Stadium's going to be a letdown for sure. I just think that like, it's I got it. It's probably the last time in my, or I guess Paul's lifetime that I'll get to see him. Maybe. You know, I feel yeah. like we're in that, that stage. And so I, I feel like one more hurrah, which same with the stones too. I got to see them. I got to get my tickets. I see, just hope they do a smaller venue. See, I'm going to, I'm seeing the who in a, at the Hollywood Bowl. I always go see The Who. I've seen, I, the first time I saw them was 2002 and I go every time they come. And the reason I go is because the tickets are always reasonable. Yeah. But yeah. like The Stones, it's it's outrageous. Yeah, like, well, I Paul's mean. Paul's outrageous. But it's, I think like Roger Daltrey isn't getting Pete Townsend money because he's not getting any of the publishing. So he no. probably doesn't have to pay him all that much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Roger, Roger still needs to, he needs the touring money. I probably said this before, but I, I worked with a guy who wrote a pilot, a TV pilot, and uh, he cast Roger Daltrey, and his headshot had like his acting credits, and then other, it's a lead singer of The Who. Like, do you really need to put that on your headshot? Don't people know? <laughs> I think you did tell me either in okay. private or on the last show, yeah. but that is hysterical. Yeah, also, like, why do you even need a headshot? But anyhow. How come Roger Daltrey never got cast as Doctor Who? Oh, that would be good. Yeah, I think he would be a good. <laughs> even as he gets older, he could still do it. He can still sing, I think. I think yeah, I, when I get mad when people say that Roger's voice, I go, it takes him four songs to get warmed up, then he's great. Yeah, I am noticing Paul McCartney's voice is cracking and yeah, changing. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. I always like those guys that are the veterans that go, I'm singing better than ever. It's like, you're not. Yeah. I mean, Stop what is, saying that. I mean, what is Paul McCartney now, like 75 or something? Yeah. He's up I think there. so. Yeah. Well, who just turned? Might even be older. Ian Hunter just turned 80. Wow. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. 80? How is he five years older than all these other guys? <laughs> so nuts. Wait, you saw, the, you saw the video of Mick Jagger dancing like I, a couple I did. weeks after? I'm always so suspicious of anything social media related like, to Like, oh, Stones. was that shot like... Like four months before four he months had ago. the surgery. Yeah, yeah exactly. But uh, I don't know. I, if you take him at his word, that's very impressive. He is in great shape. Yeah, he is. He is. And how's the hair still brown? Oh, that okay. Well, you know, you know the truth behind that. But you know what? He has it. Like I yeah, kill for that hair. hair. It's yeah. his hair. It's just obviously he dyes it. But yeah, for sure. I would. I, I wish he would come back from the surgery with with gray hair. It'd be cool. Yeah, then he would look like Roger Waters. You know, like maybe, okay. I maybe. don't know. <laughs> That's what was funny to me about Paul McCartney. Like he he was salt and pepper for the longest time, and then all of a sudden, suddenly came back with that crazy brown dye. Oh, job that looked that, really bad. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know what he's doing now, but yeah, I'm not sure. The salt and pepper was good. But you know what? And I'm sure he dyes it too, but Ringo Starr has not aged since like 1990, I he feel looks, like. He's, he's aged the best of the Beatles. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. I guess he just was like the most laid back, relaxed yeah. guy. And because it's all peace and love. Yeah. <laughs> peace and love. Um, am I up? I think I'm up. Yep. Okay. Let's get... Uh, haven't had a lead. Well, no. You played Cranberries. This is from Sheryl Crow's second album called Just Sheryl Crow. I think I've played this song on the show before, but this is hard to make a stand.
not to bring everything back to the Rolling Stones, but uh, her song "My Favorite Mistake" is about Mick Jagger. Oh, really? Yeah. They yeah. hooked up? They Apparently. <laughs> How did Mick get her? Oh, that's right. He's Mick Jagger. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's insane. Like, I mean, Not an attractive guy, but it, it hasn't yeah. affected him at all. I have a... Uh, uh, I don't... This, this is just about rock stars sleeping with people. Yeah. But in Carly Simon's book, uh, she sleeps with Warren Beatty. Right. And then the next day, she has an appointment with her therapist. And she tells her therapist that last night she hooked up and slept with Warren Beatty and the therapist stops her and says, you're, you're this, you're my second client today that told me that they slept with Warren Beatty yeah. last night. No, Warren, last night, like the same oh, night. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. That's I'm like, Oh my God. Uh, Warren Beatty, what are you doing? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, everybody used to think that your survey was about Mick Jagger, but he's on the backing vocal track yeah, yeah, of yeah. that song. So yeah. I don't think it's him. I, I played that for Pilar, uh, last year. I said, did you know Mick Jagger's on the... And she's like, Mick Jagger doesn't sing back. I, as soon as she heard it, she says, how have Isn't I, that incredible? How have I never heard that once, before? Now once, you can't understand. Exactly. It. Once someone tells you, it's, it's always going to be there. Yeah, it's always going to be there. <laughs> yeah. Um, when you're at Tribal and you think that you might get voted out and then you don't get voted out, how big... Uh, what do you feel? I mean, that must be the biggest feeling of joy of all time. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I, I mean, the truth is, um, I've never been blindsided. I've, I've mm-hmm. never been like truly shocked about how a vote went. I, even when it didn't go my yeah, way, yeah. when it didn't, I'm like, well, that's kind of what I expected was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But still, you're always worried it's going to be you. Mm-hmm. And so when you when yeah when you don't get voted out, you're like, you know, great, I got three more days or whatever. <laughs> this this is cool. Okay, similar question. When someone gets blindsided that you didn't know was going to get blindsided, then you must feel like, holy fuck, I am not in the loop at all. I don't think I've ever seen anybody. Uh, I mean, actually, I take that back. Uh, the, 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 the merge tribal um, where Joe went home, mm-hmm. um, I voted for him, but I, I was very, I was thinking that I, I might be going home, even though my, my name, I don't think, got, no, my name got written down twice by, uh, like Kelly and Lauren, if not more. Oh God. Um, yeah, I think it did. Sorry. It's been a year now. I haven't like looked at, at the vote, what the votes were, but yeah, so that night I wasn't completely sure. Uh, okay. If I was so safe, even though I was told I was, you just had to put your faith in Eric and Ron who, you know, said, we're, don't worry. Just, uh, you know, anyway. that's so hard. That must be so hard to put your faith in, in people sometimes with this voting stuff, especially people that you don't feel like you have, uh, been around long enough to establish yeah. any kind of trust. And that was the tricky thing about our season uh, for me is that like I was on the tribe that kept losing every challenge. Yeah. Whereas the, the comma tribe never had to go to tribal uh, mm-hmm. except once really. And, uh, or I mean, pre-merge. Here's another question from Pilar. Pilar wants to know, are there razors on Survivor? Because the girls seem very well groomed compared to earlier seasons. No, no razors. Uh, that's that's I unbelievable think, because... I think, yeah, I want to say... That, and I don't know how... I barely know how women work. I think maybe there's like some like laser hair removal that they do. They do it prior to going out Before they go there. out, yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, you don't see a, a ton of that. Yeah, yeah, you used to see like the armpit hair and the leg hair and everything. But yeah, not so much anymore. Yeah, I think it's just more fashionable to, to do that. <laughs> Also, Pilar wants to know if you'll come on her podcast. I would love to come on her podcast. Okay. Yeah, 100%. That'd be that so much off. fun. I can go and I can tell her that then. Um, what else have we got? Okay, let's do more music. 
you are up. How about Pump It Up by Elvis Costello? Because he's alive. Yes, thank God. Jeez. Model is the album, maybe his best album. Yeah. It's pretty strong. Yeah, and he's still going. He's still yep. going strong. Yep. He doesn't do this type of music anymore. No. He a lot of these guys, like like Joe Jackson, and just a lot of guys they do, they did this for like three or two, three, four albums. Yeah. And then it was like, I've done that. But it's like, oh, but I love that. I know. <laughs> you know that, I mean? Yeah, it's kind of a David Byrne thing, too, to sort of yeah. reinvent yourself a little bit. And I, I think Elvis Costello did a, a, an album with Paul McCartney, right? Am I wrong about that? They did. There's a Flowers in the Dirt, the two-disc special edition that just came out, has a bonus disc of all, like, demos they recorded Right, together. that's what it was. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. And why do I know that? I host this music <laughs> podcast. Um, I'm going to do a, I another question. Aaron Kahn had another great question. Uh, of the returnees in last season, David seemed to be the only one that didn't hurt the reputation he built for himself in his first season. Aubrey was out early, Kelly was portrayed as a mean girl, and Joe was lambasted by the fans for choosing to, and I don't know what this means, choosing to paint the Merge tribe instead of strategizing. Maybe oh, and there's a, there's a missing word. He, he meant to finish uh, Merge uh, uh, tribe flag. Oh, oh okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, Joe, I, I was there, obviously. But uh, yeah, Joe... Um, the night he went home, uh, he rather than, and he had hours. Uh, he was painting the flag yeah. rather than trying to like negotiate any way out of his his doom. Yeah. I don't think, to be honest, any conversation he would have had that day at that point in the game, the way things went, it would have helped. But he he, he should have tried. He was trying to project, I think, uh, a sense of calm, like. You, you I'm chill. Vote, He's yeah, chill. You're not voting me out. I know. So you should worry about yourself and figure out <laughs> something else. Uh, Aaron also adds, David seemed about the same. How has David felt the fans have treated him from this season? Uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, first of all, I love that I have any fans. I don't pay too much attention uh, to what people say about me because, uh, I, you know, if 100 people say nice things about me, I'll just focus on the one negative thing. Um, but people that have come up to me have been nothing but positive and, and kind. And, um, yeah, I, I, I try not to pay too much attention to what, uh, like fans say, yeah. cause like, you know, it, it, it's just, it, it's all, all it's going to do is like, give me something to obsess over. Uh, but no, I, I, you know, my sense is that I, I was well received, but, uh, that's for other people to, to decide. Uh, recognized on the street still. Yeah. Only when like I go to, um, like the Grove, sometimes I'll get something. Any, sure. any place with a lot of people, right. an amusement park, you get. Or, or, or where there might be tourists, a lot of tourists. Exactly. Hollywood yeah. and Highland, the Grove. Because that's the thing, like in LA, nobody gives a crap. Right. Like, especially about anybody like me. Mm. Like George Clooney, you know, gets noticed, yeah, yeah. but somebody like me, no one cares. As they shouldn't. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, George Clooney didn't get asked to go on a cruise. No, he did not. <laughs> I actually just saw weirdly a clip with a survivor player uh, from uh, Lisa Welch from uh, uh, Facts of Life. Yes. And George Clooney was in that show, and he's like off to the side in this scene. And I'm thinking, man, if they only knew the crazy famous person he's going to become crazy. in like 15 years. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's funny when you see, it's like when you see like an actor that, that breaks out and then you, then you'll see old things. You go, Oh my God, that's, that's him. And that's him. And that's him. Yeah. Like for example, I, um, I, I did extra work on groundhog day. Oh yeah, that's right. And I was I there for like, uh, I was there for like six weeks cause they wanted the same people. Even if you weren't in the same class, they just wanted, well, it has to be the same day. It has to be the same day, <laughs> the same people. And Michael Shannon is in Groundhog Day. That's right. He's in the hotel or he's, he gets married. He's he comes up married. to them in the party. It's yes. like, we, look, we're getting married. And, and it's, I was right there right. when they shot that scene. Like I was in that party scene and you know, I, it was, I would have never, like if you said in this room right now, there's someone that'll be like a movie star. Yeah. Who is it? I wouldn't, I wouldn't have said him. I wouldn't have not said him, but he wouldn't have been on my radar to be, oh, him. Yeah, this, these two lines, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it was crazy. Uh, okay, my next song comes from, are you a Bruce Springsteen fan? Love Bruce Springsteen. Actually, I have a question for you after this about oh, that. Okay, well, this is, this is from Little Steven, his second solo album called Voice of America. This is Out of the Darkness. Do you know that song? I don't think I've heard that. And he sounds 18 or yeah, something. It's from 1984. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's crazy. I was 20 in 1984. That's you don't mean 84. You mean earlier than that, right? 1984. Wow. Yeah, 1984. Okay. Jeez. That's yeah. crazy. What's your Bruce Springsteen question? Uh, well, you did that podcast, uh, I think uh, the, the Muppets one, and, and Aaron submitted stuff too. And I think mm -hmm. I heard you say that Bruce Springsteen sued Sesame Street. Was that true? Oh, um... If he did, I don't know. Oh, maybe okay. I was joking. Okay, I don't maybe, remember it. Yeah, I gotta be honest. After I record these, I don't remember. Right, yeah, like, yeah. People will like tweet stuff like, and I'll and I'll have to like text them. I'm like, what? What is? That? What is that? Oh, <laughs> yeah. you said this. I'm like, oh, I didn't even know. It. Yeah, yeah. Because oh, just like if he, I was hoping it, it was just a joke because uh, I would hate to think that, would that like, Bruce would be this litigious. Like, yeah, That'd be sad. Anyway, whatever. Uh, I tell you, some of them puppets are gonna make fun of me. Yeah, right. they're gonna go to goddamn court. He's still amazing. I've seen him. Three or four times. He's yeah, incredible. I saw it last time. I, I saw the the River Show he did at the LA That's Sports awesome. Arena. He has an album coming out at, oh. the, at the time of this record tomorrow. No way. Yeah. Okay. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, I know he's uh, and he looks great. He does. Like when Tom Petty died, that was sad. But I don't know that Tom Petty 
took care of himself. No, clearly not. <laughs> he was always smoking. I know he toured the whole. He toured that whole time when he needed hip replacement. Yeah, so yeah. he must have been in pain or taking meds for the pain. Well, and I think with him too, like he was getting the high of being on stage because I think yeah. he died within a week. Yeah, of his the last adrenaline. Show, yeah, just and then takes just the gone. pain away. Yeah, but right, and then. But then, like, the, and now he's not getting on stage, and I think that's yeah, sort of... When I did stand-up comedy, I remember having, like, a cold, like, a runny nose, like, horrible. And two minutes on stage, like, the nose cleared up, you know? And then you would do the, the show, and then you'd walk off stage, and five minutes after that, it's all the symptoms back. were back. It was really weird <laughs> how crazy. adrenaline works. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, Bruce just looks... You know, he still jumps in the crowd, and he still runs around, and he just he just looks fit yeah yeah he does yeah. i still don't understand quite like that whatever that accent is because it doesn't sound jersey there's some weird yeah, it's like a country thing i don't yeah. know yeah and which i maybe he spent some time there i'm not sure i don't know it's <laughs> just uh yeah it's like it's almost like he's doing a character when yeah. he's talking yeah totally um and uh yeah i don't like when he sings in that voice like when he does like one of those solo albums. Like when he plays a song acoustically with the E Street Band, I love it. Yeah. But then when he does like a solo album acoustically, here's all that twang. And I'm just like, oh, I'm not into this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just watched a video today with Clarence Clemens that he was singing in that was not He's the E Street dead. Band. Of course, that's who you're talking about. I know, about. exactly. Of Thank course. God. I'm blanking on the song now, what it was from the 80s anyway. Was but. it uh, the one he did with Jackson Brown? It you're, is the one he did from Jackson. Yes, a friend of that's mine? the one. That's the one. Because it was so strange. I'm like, yeah. oh, I forgot about this song. And then and, Clarence, you know. Daryl Hannah's in the video. Daryl Hannah's singing in the yes, video. Yeah. I think Why? she sings on the track. Was she dating she was Jackson? She dating Jackson Brown. Who's a monster, right? I don't. Okay, I've, that's what I've heard. I don't, I don't, I'm sorry to disparage. Don't, don't sue me, Jackson Brown. Someone, because I'm very outspoken about. All those things, uh-huh. you know, yeah. I'm very outspoken. So uh, someone texted me or tweeted just a couple weeks ago, how do I feel about Jackson Brown? Because they know, and I'm like, I got to be honest, I, I've, I've researched and read and I've never found anything about that. And you would think that it would be, I mean, it's that, you know, people say, oh, he beat up, he beat Daryl Hannah. And I don't, I don't know if it's, I don't, I mean, look, believe the woman obviously. Right. But I just, I don't have any proof Is that a that. story? I don't, is that, was that yeah, a that's story? A pr- yeah, okay. that's a story. He's very big I guess with, I heard stuff before that predates Daryl. Well, like Hannah. what, what about? I can't even think of who, but like, yeah, just some kind of like domestic Yeah, stuff. I know, I mean, I don't, I mean, yeah. he seems like a, he seems solid to me. He always wants to do stuff for the environment. He's, you know, politically conscious and he's always doing, you know, free shows for, to raise money. Oh crap. For, have you had him on the show, by the way, I feel. <laughs> no, 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 but I've tried. I've, I've tried. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not helping you, I guess. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm defending him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, um, I do know, I was told that if he, like these two plastic bottles of water that uh-huh. you drank, yeah. like he hates that. Like right. that's like his pet peeve. If he walks in and there's plastic bottles of water, he's like not happy. Wow. Okay. So I, I plan to have a, glass pitcher with ice and <laughs> and, gla- and glass. So well, we you can, can get to the truth if you haven't been here. I, mean, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if I would ask any. I don't no, know. probably. I don't know. Because, yeah, like, I'm like, I don't like Michael Jackson. I don't, oh, man. I, did you see that documentary? Oh, yes. Yeah, that was hard to watch, but wow. Yeah, it was difficult. Yeah, yeah. Those guys are not going to sit there and lie oh, that, no, like no. that. Come on, dude. And the, the saddest thing to me is, um, I'm blanking on their names now, sorry, but like one of them seems like he'd come to terms mm-hmm. with it and it was moving on with his life, where the other guy is still haunted by it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah. the other guy's really bad. Yeah. And it's like, oh, God. And I, it doesn't look like it's going to get any better. No. And, you know, yeah, that was, that was insane. Yeah. I hope he has a really good support system because he seems very fragile. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, and on that dark lots note. Of, lots of fun. <laughs> Sorry, All I'm right. bringing all your uh, listeners down. Pat. It's your turn. God, okay. You got any dead people to play? Sure, why not? Little Wing, uh, Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> 27 Club. Yeah. Let me ask you this. How hot does it have to get out there to take your shirt off? Because I can't imagine myself taking my shirt off. Uh, for me, it has to get really damn hot. <laughs> yeah, like you had your shirt, shirt on a long time. Yeah. Like, whenever you had your shirt off, I'm like, oh, it must be like a thousand degrees today. Yeah, no, 100%. I, I much, like, I, you know, growing up, what little amount of time I spent in a pool, I was that kid who was wearing the t shirt in the pool. Uh, now they have swim shirts, so you don't look like a, a nerd. You could wear a swim shirt and be Oh, fine. really? Okay. Well, yeah. I'll have, have to look into that. Yeah. But yeah, I figured it has to get pretty hot. Yeah, no, it's so Some guys are free with it. Some guys just take their shirt, you know, guys that are not in great shape take their shirt off pretty quickly. I mean, that's that's me. Like, I, you know, I'm just, a, uh, somebody. Uh, I'm talking, when I say not in great shape, I mean like heavier. Yeah, yeah. Like some of the heavier dudes, they don't seem to care. Yeah, it's very funny. You just reminded me. Uh, I got, uh, speaking of like fan reaction, I did get this one private message. Someone DM'd me. Uh, he actually uh, DM'd, he or she DM'd everybody in the cast. And the, the message I got from this person was, uh, you bony bodied dork bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Put that All on right. a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, who lost the most weight this time? Does anyone know? Do you guys know? Oh, God, who was it? It might have been Rick, I would think. Mm -hmm. I want to say Rick lost, like, am I making this up 30 pounds? Wow. Yeah. And yeah. I wonder how long, how long does it take to put on back 10 of that? Two days? It, it, well, I mean, you know, some of that is water. A lot of it, not a lot, yeah. but there's a, not, a significant percentage that's water. So, yeah, mm -hmm. you, it, within a day, like, you know, when I, the first time especially, uh, I, I went to Ponderosa, was eating and drinking, and the next day woke up with hobbit feet. Just like all the fluid, because <laughs> gravity, right, just goes right to the center. Oh, my God. And, uh, yeah, my feet were swollen. I couldn't even put on shoes. Wait, I, how long did that last for? A uh, few days. Oh my God, that's terrible. They told me it would go away, which it did. <laughs> so you uh, you were cautious not to have that happen this time. I didn't do anything different, but it did not happen. It so didn't yeah, happen. It's, that's that's like I, I I didn't mind not getting the Hobbit feet, no. but not having the appreciation for music that I had for the like the first <laughs> few days the after thing. the game. I wish I'd had that again. Uh, <laughs> eh, whatever. All right, let's see if you can appreciate some solo Robert Plant. Oh yes, from I can. The Principle of Moments, 1983. This is in the mood. I just picked this because I haven't heard this song for so long.
I love that. Yeah, lyrically not the best song. No, but, but I just love it. It's just catchy. Yeah, yeah. you just want to keep listening to that forever. Yeah. Uh, what was that? Who it was? It uh, who did he do that uh, duet album with? That that female Allison Krauss. Allison Krauss. That uh, please read the letter that mm-hmm. I wrote. Love yeah. that song. Obviously, that's not his second album. They were. Uh, they were going to do another one and they went in the studio and they, they tried and it just wasn't jelly. I mean, they got along and everything. They just, they just both felt it's, it, we can't do it if it's not going to be as good or better. What a bummer. You know, Paul McCartney and Keith Richards once were, uh, just happened to be on vacation, like down the beach from mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. And I guess Paul marched down to Keith's uh, rented mansion or whatever, and they, they like wrote some songs together, and they've never seen the light of day, uh, probably because they're terrible, but like yeah. I, I want to I hear this so bad. When I know. Paul McCartney and Keith Richards on guitar, like, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I guess, I get, you know, is it, for, yeah, is it too forced when you do it like that? Or, Maybe. Yeah. I mean, if, it's hard to say. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Just the, how many songs have those two guys written, you know, in their life, like together, the collectively? Yeah, I mean, that, hundreds. That, that says th- oh, thousands. That, yeah, oh, that didn't even like see the light of day, you mean? No, no, I'm talking that have seen the light of day. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Songs that have McCartney or, or Richards yeah. listed as a songwriter or co songwriter. It's, it's crazy. It's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping Keith was going to do some solo shows when that last solo album came Me out. Me too, because that was a great album. Um, I he really. should have done some when, when Mick was. Down, down for a while. Yeah, why not? You're ready to go to yeah. get out there. Uh, yeah, you know. It, but um, I, I know, like he, he struggles like being at the mic and playing guitar at the same time because mm-hmm. it, it's just sort of, you know, it, it's hard to sort of juggle the two. Um, and it always shows, you know, even when he does. Yeah, his yeah. Life. But, but yeah, he's, he's better just hanging back next to Charlie and, and playing "Start Me Up." <laughs> um, what would you recommend a person? What's the number one thing you would recommend a person do? to prepare themselves before leaving to go in Survivor? Uh, number one, oh God, it's really like three things. Put on weight. Um, put on weight. Put on weight. Okay. Also strengthen your core for the balance challenges. Okay. And there's like six puzzles you should memorize. And, and that's a solid base. And what then if, fourth thing, I think Parvati once said this, don't be an asshole. <laughs> what about building fire? Do you, do you need to learn to build fire? Oh, sorry. Yeah. My God. How did I forget that? <laughs> yes. You should definitely see that's so fundamental to me now. Like you, nobody should go out there without, you could it. build fire. Yeah. I can make it in like 15 seconds. Could you make it like from things that are in this room? Uh, I mean, yeah, I would need Flint. <laughs> okay. But without a Flint, I'm just, you, without a Flint, I can do, I've tried to do a bamboo saw and I've gotten very close with okay. it, but I've never actually started a fire with a bamboo mm. saw, but that, that's possible. And this, this floor might be bamboo wood. Maybe we can, uh, I'll, I'll tr- tell you what, I'll try to set it on fire. Let's later. try to set this room on fire. Yeah. Is, um, are there, are there, is there someone that teaches like fire making classes all i did uh, there probably are but i just went on youtube and uh and learned everything from that yeah you bought and then, a flint you grabbed yeah, a knife and i practiced uh with a pan in my kitchen and uh and i just got 15 inside, seconds inside you did it inside yeah probably not the smartest move but uh, nothing nothing please tell me you have a machete in the kitchen no longer <laughs> i've gotten rid of a lot of stuff but uh but yeah i, I had a, a pretty wicked knife for, for oh a while oh my god yeah. yeah you gotta watch that you don't yeah. Hit your finger. Yeah, and the, and the truth is, it's like you just slide it down one strike, and it, it works, assuming you set everything up right. Did you, uh, did, you, did you sustain any, like, injury this year that we didn't know about? Like, you know, you stubbed your toe, you lost a fingernail, any, any oh, things like that. I definitely cut myself up a bunch. I think if you look in, in the photos, you can see, like, I'm, I'm just, like, bleeding in places. And it's mostly dirt. I can't see any blood. Yeah, the dirt helps cover up the, the wounds. It keeps the wounds clean. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it, uh, but I definitely got cut a bunch. But, like, you don't even care. It's like, 
It's just part of it. I still remember when Rupert broke a toe like the first day. And I was like, what the heck? You broke a toe? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rupert, God, he was just on The Amazing Race with Chris and Brett from, from my first How season. did Rupert do? I think, I want to say he got voted out first or second. Probably first. What did he wear? Not voted. I said voted out, not voted out. He came what, last. What, what did he wear? A tie-dye. Oh, did he? Yes. Oh, that's shocking. <laughs> no, that's his brand. <laughs> my brand is loyalty. His brand is tie-dyes. <laughs> All right. We just heard in the mood. What do you got for us? You still have, you still have dead people on this list. All of them are living. I'm so happy. Uh, Intervention by Arcade Fire. From Neon Bible. 2007. That's 12 years ago. How can that be? It doesn't seem like it. No. When they say they're cutting off the phone, they tell them you're not home. No place to hide. You're fighting as a soldier on the side. You're still a soldier in your mind Still nothing's on the line You say it's money that we need As if we're only mouths to feed I know no matter what you say There's some debts you'll never pay Working for the church while your family Now if there was an intervention A lot of the stars on your list would still be alive Oh, God. Right? <laughs> Probably, yeah. but, you know, rock and roll and drugs, mm-hmm. they kind of go hand in hand. The Star Trek uh, animated series you're working on, do you guys have a, a commitment? You have a pickup for full season? We got a uh, commitment for two seasons. Two seasons. Yeah. And it's animated, so uh, when can we expect to see this, 2021? Uh, no uh, date as of now in mm-hmm. stone, but, uh, you know, animation takes a long time. Yeah. When I was a family guy, it took 10 months to make one animated wow. half hour of television. It's insane. And then when you saw it, you were like, I don't even remember what we wrote for this. Yeah, well, it's funny, like, that's the thing, like, that, that we ran into a family guy, you can't be too topical, uh, with the, given the Yeah, you can't be. Yeah, uh, but South Park gets away with that because they, they do it on a computer and they can write jo- a joke that day Dane, that it airs. airs. Yeah. That's crazy. They missed the air date, I think, once because they just delivered too late. Did the um, Does an- animation on your resume obviously helps get an animated job or yeah, another no, animated helps. job? That helps, yeah, sure. I mean, it, it's a different beast for yeah. sure. I, like they're, Animated scripts are like boomerangs because mm-hmm. like, you, know, you write a, a writer's draft and then you know, it gets rewritten and uh, comes back as a record draft that, mm-hmm. that, that gets turned into an animatic and it gets rewritten and you throw it away and then it comes back as a color and you watch that and rewrite it. And it's, yeah, they, it's just a, a long process. Yeah. Uh, Cochran, he, did he get a leg up in the, in the uh, getting writing jobs in Hollywood because of Survivor? It's interesting. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a reverse Cochran. I started yeah. out as a TV writer. Yeah then played Survivor, and now back to TV. He started out as a Survivor player, then at the reunion show mentioned that he might yeah, want to write for TV, sure. and then I think Greg Garcia uh, reached out to him and, and like helped him sort of launch a TV writing career. But at that time, he had never written... Had he written things, spec scripts and stuff? I don't think he had. Uh, that's a, I should ask him that yeah. in the car ride tomorrow. Now, the thing is, if he, if he wasn't good at, good at it, he wouldn't continue to work. So I'm not no. trying to disparage him. No, of course him. not. No, no, no. He's yeah. hysterical, as yeah. I think everybody knows just from yeah. watching him, especially in Caramel. And I think he really sort of 
came to life mm-hmm. and, and with the jokes. No, but grab one of Pilar's books and give it to him. It seems like he needs oh, it. Oh, really? No. <laughs> <laughs> you can take one for you. No, can I don't take want to one. steal your books. Oh, Pilar will give you one. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, we talked about The Who earlier, so I'm going to play a song off of their album, a quick one. And this is one of my favorite Who songs. This is So Sad About Us. Do you know this one? I don't think I do. They're, oh, okay. Go ahead. No, that their appearance on the Rolling Stones Rock and Roll Circus, the Who did a quick one while he's yes, away, yeah. is the best thing about that uh, that documentary. Yeah, for They're sure. Not, not even a documentary, but TV performance. The uh, just listening to this song, I was trying to figure out who to focus on because the, the drums are great, the guitars great, vocal, everything's the Who. Everything's just so oh, interesting. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, incredible. Really, really love it. All right, yeah, I just love the Who. It's so good. So they're amazing. Everything's good. Yeah. What's the next show you're going to see? Did you already tell me that? But Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. Uh, and then I hope to buy some Stones tickets, mm-hmm. hoping they open up a better venue for, for me. But uh, I might have to settle for the Rose Just for Bowl. you? They're just going to open up a Yeah, just for me. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, actually, somebody paid $5 million once for them to be the band at their wedding. Can you imagine? For who to be the band at their wedding? The Stones. The Stones. Yeah. So for $5 bucks, they were the wedding band. Well, look, if you're, if you're a billionaire, that's... Oh, I, who cares? I'd pay that. I totally would, especially if I got to choose the set list. Yeah, if you get to choose the set list. Wouldn't that be incredible? <laughs> wonder what the price is now. You think it's still $5 million? Uh, it's. Uh, I think 5 is still fair. Yeah. What if you showed up at someone's like backyard barbecue yeah. and the stones were just there? Unbelievable. Yeah, I, I can't and imagine. Just request a song. Yeah. What do you want to hear? The thing is, it's like, I would rather just throw a party and invite them to be the band because like, I wouldn't want to get married because I'm like, I, you know, I can't, like, I can't enjoy hang it. out with Keith Richards. <laughs> what was the best part of your day, honey? Oh, the stone. You. Yeah, I mean, right. You. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been dating your girlfriend? Uh, it'll be two years in October. And you just moved in together? Yeah, we moved in uh, a few months ago. That's good. That's yeah. A good, that's a good time period. It's awesome. Did you, uh, did you, did you, did you move into her place? Did she move into your place? Or did you go and get a place together? It's very funny. I've been made fun of a lot. I talked about my DVDs on the show this past season and my <laughs> shelves. And I had shelves and shelves and shelves. Yeah. And uh, yeah, when I moved in with her, I, I got rid of all those. Uh, so yeah. I, so you moved into her I place. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I just kind of consolidated and okay. got rid of the stuff I didn't need anymore. All right. Because I, whenever, when I moved in with Pilar, we went and got a place together because I just, I didn't know if I would feel like it was my space if I moved into someone else's space. But yeah. You're comfortable, you're good. Well, and her space is just so much better than my space. Oh, okay. So it All right. made sense. But yeah, my my uh, my carpet was just dirty and my couch was ripping. <laughs> I can't and... imagine because on Survivor you were so clean. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, no, not, no surprise at all. <laughs> uh, okay, we only have a couple more songs. And then I said this the last time you were on and I didn't do it, but we'll, we'll have you back it won't be after you're on Survivor for the third time. We'll, we'll have you back and we'll pick a topic <laughs> yeah, of your fun. choosing and, yeah. we'll, and we'll do that. I love it. I mean, and this was a lot of fun, like, you know, going through and, and fitting a theme and picking out stuff that I like. Oh, good. I'm yeah. glad. Yeah. Well, you, you know, you sent me the tunes. I was like, all right, he's into it. Yeah, I appreciate that. You, you didn't a lot like of emails cross anything with, off? No, a lot of emails with exclamation points. So I, I like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, okay. I overuse the exclamation points. I do points. too. I, use, I overuse emojis. <laughs> 
you know? So do I. And then I've, and I've been told by like younger people, millennials, that when you use punctuation in a text, like that's, it's like, uh, it's offensive. It's like aggressive. But you're a writer. So yeah. I'm like, yeah. I, I, I always use punctuation. Yeah. Anyway. It's aggressive. The and rules offensive. are changing. I don't know. <laughs> Why are you yelling at me? Because you put all caps. <laughs> exactly. No, I wasn't. I'm yeah. just excited. <laughs> uh, you're next. Okay. How about um, <laughs> Remedy by the Black Crows? Okay. Still alive. The Black Crows. Yes. This is from the album, The Southern Harmony in Music. Oh, it's like, I gotta, I gotta, I can't even read it all. The Southern, Southern Harmony, Harmony Musical, musical Companion? And, yes, yeah. and Musical Companion. Doesn't roll off my tongue. No. Remedy does, though. Here we <laughs> yeah. go. microphone you're talking into was uh last used by sean cassidy no way that's crazy yesterday he was on pilar's podcast i met david cassidy uh, when i was working at malcolm in the middle many years ago was he on the show he was yeah he was a guest uh, guest star he was, he was awesome was he playing himself or character uh he was playing a version of himself gotcha. but it was a character that, you know he had a different name but it was basically it's supposed to be like a exaggerated version of david cassidy. gotcha yeah um do you like marshall crenshaw uh, oh, I don't think I know Marshall Crenshaw. This oh, is well. This is from 1983. His second album, Field Day. This is a song called "For Her Love." Great. Produced by Steve Lillywhite. Uh, of course, who would later it's, do Dave Matthews yeah, and so many others. It's such a great uh, uh, sophomore effort that it was hard for me to decide which song I was going to play. Yeah. So you should check out Field Day. I love that. Now what we're going to do is uh, I'm going to play another one because we're going to use your song because you're the guest. We're going to use your song as the playout song. Okay, cool. So let me add, well, here, I'll play my I song. I got a good one. Talk a little <laughs> bit more. Uh, my next song, it's from uh, Liz Fair from her album Whip Smart, and this is Supernova.
sometimes I make my list and then I look and I go, oh, I don't got any ladies on the list. So oh, I, really? Yeah. So I just don't. I, That's for no song. reason. Thank yeah, you. yeah. Um, thank. I wrote that one. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything you would do different in the past two times you're on Survivor? Anything? Yeah. Win. <laughs> all right. Good. That's all. No. Uh, don't need to say anything else. No, actually. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We can get into the weeds, but it's so it's pretty boring. Yeah. There, you know, things that uh, small things. I think maybe I would have changed, but mm-hmm. um, you know, no regrets at all. I love playing Survivor so much, and even walking out a loser is is uh, is still it's still thrill. Um, but, it's not a game though. You can get together on the weekends and just play. No, nor should you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think I'll ever be able to completely shake it until I walk out with a win. So mm-hmm. it'll always feel like a pull. Like, what if this time's the time? You know, maybe it'll maybe it'll be ten, eleven. No. Was there like a fan vote? thing this year for someone to win anything do they still do that like, no it will actually see a uh it's funny you brought this up yeah, the, I, yeah did, see a, this is crazy so like um so see like gives money away to like a player for any number of different she can reasons. do whatever she wants yeah she see it uh she actually follows me on, on twitter which is pretty cool uh have but, you met her well that's what's so funny so uh you know we're at the reunion show we're waiting to take the stage um and uh this woman comes up to me this this blonde-haired woman yeah. And she's like, you know, hi, like so super friendly. And she hugs me. And I, I'm just assuming this is just like a production person that I don't remember. Is this Jeff's cousin? You're right. Somebody. And I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm being nice. I'm like, oh, hey, nice to meet you. Whenever I see you again, I don't, I don't know what's happening. Uh, she's like super friendly. And then uh, we got on the stage and Rick, uh, Jeff tells Rick that he's getting the SIA money. And then during the commercial break, SIA comes out of the audience and runs up and hugs Rick. I'm like, oh, my God, that's the blonde woman that hugged me backstage. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah anyway uh so but you, there used to be a fan uh favorite vote and uh that, that the you know the cbs would would uh pay money to but um they don't do that anymore they don't do that anymore because no. see it because why when yeah, she is giving free. her money yeah <laughs> why not uh do you like christmas music yes she has a great christmas album does she really it's all originals uh, are you serious i'm not kidding i how did i not know this you gotta get it okay it's, i will it's, it's like my, one of my favorite christmas albums yeah. of all time no my my uh, my girlfriend and her sister they get really really into all the holidays and especially christmas uh so yeah i'll have to play that's that. good yeah. that's good um does your girlfriend have a big family uh no 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 it's just uh her and her sister and, and her parents and then what how many siblings do you have i uh, just me and my brother all he's right. eight years older yeah all right cool yeah, yeah. That's fun. I, it makes me feel like I'm a mistake, but whatever. I'm so excited. That was your win. This, oh, this the, girl was your win. Oh, no, totally. No, are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> if, if I, you couldn't pay me to, to you know, like, I, I'd, I'd rather have Leah than a million dollars or two million or three million or whatever number it is. Very well said. Yeah. No, you seem, um, you seem even more happy than you seemed the last time I saw you. Oh, I appreciate that. Like I, really, I, I am. I feel like you I have am. like a, there's like a, there's like a glow around. You. <laughs> Nobody glows, bada boom, bada boom. Yeah. But no, you do. It's, I'm not kidding. It's no, cool. I appreciate it's you fantastic. saying that. No, honestly, it's been just wild. You know, I, I, for the longest time, uh, for the, my 40 some years started mm-hmm. to think that I was never going to find anybody and that there's just nobody yeah, living on the planet thinks for me. That, but yeah, yeah and, and, and then I, it is Leah. hard out here in LA too. Yeah, it is. It is a lot harder. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a great place to date, but it's not a great place to meet people. I got yeah. lucky to, you know, yeah. first, first year I was out here is when I met Pilar. That's amazing. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. But, um, where can people find you? Do you have, you have a website? Uh, no website, but uh, they're welcome if they wish to follow me on Twitter and Instagram. It's uh, uh, real Dave Wright um, at real Dave Wright. That's Is there another hand. Dave Wright? That's the thing. I know I hate it. I actually came up with that well before I was ever on mm-hmm. TV, and I and now I feel like it looks like I think I'm 
like somebody to like yeah. care about. But no, no, there are many real Dave Wrights, um, and I'm just as real as them. Uh, and also, if I could plug my my dog, you should, the next time someone asks you that, just go. No, someone already had at Dave Wright. That's yeah. what I need to oh, say. Well, that is really why though, oh, because okay. like, yeah, there were so many David Wrights, I could never get a Dave Wright or a David Wright. So I had to add either official or real or whatever. Or you're, uh, under, like I'm Pat underscore Francis. Yeah, yeah, that's you what gotta you like do. Yeah, because that's a pretty common name, yes. I imagine too. Yeah. Um, but if I could also plug my dog's Instagram, Lady Duncan, she's the sweetest girl in the world. You're not a dog guy, right? No, 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 no. I, I was not even a pet guy until five years ago. We got a cat. Okay, yeah. And I, now I'm a crazy, I'm a crazy cat person, <laughs> but now I'm like coming around big time on dogs. Oh, like, nice. Bi- like, yeah. like, I, like, I, like, for example, my friend John, he's a stand-up comedian. He always goes on the road and uh, I'm helping him do some things at his house and I needed to go in. He has two big dogs and they're both like 15 years old. Wow. Uh, Margaret and Kylie. Uh-huh. And I was like, he goes, can you watch the dogs just for two days? So I was like, like Pilar was like, where are you going? It was like 10 and 90. Uh-huh. I got I to gotta go over and check the dogs. She's like, really? I go, yeah, I got to put them out. They can't and let them out and make sure they're like, as soon as I would go in there, like, I'd come over. Yeah. Like they can barely get up because they're so old, <laughs> but their tails Aww. are kind of wagging. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I'm, I'm all into the pet thing now. I used to hate dogs. Yeah. And then I met, uh, it was actually Leah's mm-hmm. do- and her sister's dog originally. And I met this dog. And then when I first saw that she had a dog, I'm like, crap, I can't, I'm going to have to not date this girl. <laughs> but then I very quickly, I'm like, just fell head over heels for this little mm-hmm. pupper. And uh, now I'm all about, and now I finally get. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, I finally get it. Imagine what a kid would do. I know, I know. It's I nuts. think, yeah, yeah that would be, that'd be fun. So what kind of dog is it? Uh, it's a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. Which how, is <laughs> how old is the dog? She's going to be, I think she's two. Okay. About two. And w- what is her Instagram? Uh, Lady.Duncan. Yeah. So do you post a picture every day? Not every few days, yeah. And uh, she's just so freaking cute. I, it really, I feel physical pain when I'm around this dog because she's so cute. Look, this is what's happening right now with our cat. This is what the cat does in the middle of the night. Comes to my side of the bed. Scratches a little bit then oh. meows until I move over. And then I pat, and she jumps up on the bed and gets right in next to me Aww, every night. Like that's I'm like, so cute. what is she? She's trained me. What's her name? Uh, Fila. Fila. That's the name that she came with when gotcha. we uh, yeah. got her. But, Feline, um, Fila. That works. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and Pilar is just like, Ugh. oh, is she not into the cat? No, she is. Okay. But I'm way into it. <laughs> like I'm way into it. Yeah. It's so funny. The other day I go, you know, if we would have had a cat, I might not have had kids. <laughs> I said that in front of the, the daughters, so they laughed. Yeah, but and I'm joking. Right, but um, yeah, I love this cat so much. I can't, yeah. I can't not touch her and prick it up. She lets me hold her like a baby and rub Aww. her tummy. Oh, see, that's a very effect. Not all cats are like that. That's what my friend Chip Chinnery goes. He goes, "You have a cool cat. A lot of cats are dicks." Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah cats but, are assholes. I think. Yeah, <laughs> this cat is. Uh, if I'm like sitting on the couch and I have my laptop in my lap, yeah. she gets on the back of the couch and then she like puts her face in my head and like she almost she'll like kind of like start to groom a little bit in there it's and then, if I, and then if i pat she'll come right down and just sit next it's weird That's, it's like a, i mean it is almost like a dog behavior it's right? weird yeah 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 it's yeah. so, <laughs> anyway. so cute um okay so we'll we'll check that out we'll follow that we'll follow yeah, you thank you uh, thanks for having me on by the way this was so much are fun. you kidding thank you no no this is great seriously 
Uh, we are at Solid Show. I'm at Pat underscore Francis. No, and I'm going to thank you again because I, you're writing on a show right now. It, did you figure it out early or was this, did this coincide with when? No, it was perfect. It was seamless. It was perfect. And how far away from the studio do you live? Uh, it's about a 25 minute drive. Okay. I'm not too, con- I'm not that worried. Where do no. you live? What part of town do you live in? Uh, West Hollywood. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Look cool. me up. <laughs> <laughs> Swing by. Yeah. All right. So, uh, thank you again, David. Uh, good luck when you're on Survivor again. We will all be rooting for you. David has signed. What was the last? What was your last season called? Uh, the the one I just finished. No, the one that you signed. Oh, the refer- oh, sorry, Millennials versus Gen X. Season I, I have I have DVD copy of Millennials versus Gen X, and David signed it. So we'll be giving that away as a prize in conjunction with this episode. That's right. And uh, David, tell us uh, what Dead Singer is going to play us out. Uh, oh God, yeah, afraid so. But this is. It's, we're ending on a good one here. Yeah, um, it is a great one. All this, the songs are great. I oh, liked yeah, everything no, you played. I, I mean, and yours. In fact, the new ones I didn't, didn't even know. But this one is Peace of My Heart by Janis Joplin. Here we go. Uh, thanks, everyone. Don't forget about the Patreon page and Twitter and Facebook and all that kind of stuff. And thank you, David Wright. And here's Peace of My Heart, Rockin' Peace of My Heart to Janis Joplin. <laughs>